holding it like damn. I no, one one thing I do is like the normal, just normal things that happen during an interview. I don't edit them out. Oh, like, yeah. What's the big deal? Like, yeah, it's true. I did the one with Scotty. People kept coming up and asking for autographs. I left all that in there because that's awesome. Because that's, that's his life. That's now. the way it should that be. Really but that's his life, life now. Yeah. He, he like anywhere he goes. I was in Austin at House Park. Uh huh. They rolled up. Oh, that's right. And then. You know, they put. I seen them filming their Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Dude, within an hour, that place was mobbed with yeah, yeah. all just fans. Some riders, some yeah. just like normal kids who follow him. Uh huh. All action for autographs and photos. Yeah, it's amazing. But like, they didn't even roll up. But they just wanted to meet him. You know. Yeah. So and awesome. every, the whole crew. Yeah. I never even experienced any of that until we did the jam for him last year in Connecticut, yeah, yeah. and he just, I mean. The because kids were mopping the camper when he yeah. was driving in. It was like, wow, this is amazing. It was so cool. It's like, when we do you ever race, see that? We used to race, Scotty. Yeah, because you guys are around 30, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, 30, yeah. 30 and 31? Yep. Okay. And Scotty is 30. Woo, he made it. Yeah. Yeah, or got 31. it. 31, baby. All good. Good, Sean. You made it back. Made it. Yeah, real. Let's just get this going. All right. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the BMX in Our Blood. I'm here with Rasta Russ Barone. <laughs> it's kind of hard not to call you. It's probably the, the it's like almost a dad joke at this point. Yeah, whatever you want to call me. Rasta Russ. <laughs> and uh, Kenny Judd Hirsch. So I always think of Taxi. Are you related to him by any chance, no. Judd Hirsch? No. <laughs> I mean, it's a one in a million question, but you never know. Maybe yeah. you'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, it's my uncle. And he was on Taxi. And <laughs> No. Yeah. Definitely not related. And he was in that movie, A Beautiful Mind, and all this stuff. But no, all right. No. You, you could. You want to start over and lie about it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> so Kenny, we have along because Kenny is is a, a best friend of Russ. Yeah. Um, so I I think this is cool. Thank you both for doing it. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for Kenny, I, pr- I don't know if I'd be riding. Cause, start you know, start with that. Hit me yeah. with that one because yeah. don't forget. Uh, I left in '98, so keep that yeah, not, keep that okay. that perspective. If some this happened, it would have been after '98, because you guys yeah. are 30 and 31. Yeah, yeah. So you weren't riding heavy until late '90s, early 2000s, yeah, probably, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I would say you know Russ Russ and I started Russ race started racing a year before me. Uh, he probably started racing in '95. I was a, I was a, yeah, because you were I was seven. eight. Yeah. Oh wow! I was eight when I started racing. Maybe six. I think eight though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd say it was ninety five, ninety six, and then I quickly got into it, and then we got in. We got into the racing. Mm-hmm. Really heavy. Uh, Russ's dad, Chip, drove us everywhere. Yeah. We traveled the nation. It was awesome. But yeah, the reason yeah, Kenny's cool. sitting beside me is because without him, I probably wouldn't. Probably wouldn't be riding, or mm-hmm. maybe. But it, it was just like it was me and him all the time, and it still is, you know. And it, yeah, that's why he's next to me right now. So that's awesome. It's and I don't know if a lot of you guys know his story, so we're gonna cover we, some of that too. You know? Yeah, we'll get into that for yeah. sure. Um, whatever you're comfortable with, Kenny, too. Yeah, for like, sure. Uh, it's totally up to you on that. So, so that was mid to late '90s. How long did you guys race for before you before you realized it was a whole other discipline that you loved? Um, I really well. I started eight, and then I left at. 15 expert was when I left because it was getting it was getting too competitive and um, I I liked freestyle more. We'd go to the trails after the races. We'd go to Sebs or Oak mm-hmm. Park 
after the races, and I enjoyed that way more. Even though those jumps were so big that at the mm-hmm. time I was, I couldn't jump some of that. There were some lines there that I could ride through, but you know, at fifteen, you're saying, yeah, or even maybe even thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, it was mo- Yeah, but it was like just watching that. I was like, this is what I want. I want a freestyle, you know. And then towards the end, when we'd go to the racetrack. Me and Kenny would spend a lot of our time in the parking lot riding, you know, doing manuals or learn, trying to figure out 180s. Or yeah. there would there'd oh, always wow. be some flyouts in the parking lot. And mm-hmm. I remember, like, you know, my dad would bring me to the race, and I'd be more interested in in hitting the flyout in the parking lot. He's like, "What's up? Like, you don't want to race? You're not psyched?" And I was just <laughs> like, "I don't know. I just I like the freestyle thing, you know. Like, yeah. I don't like rules. I never had, you know, I never followed rules well. So." It was, yeah. It was a it was a slow transition, but even like Scotty Kramer, we would go to races in Jersey, and he'd be doing boxing shows. Yeah, and we got like really psyched on that while he was racing. While like at yeah, same time. yeah. So it was a, uh, but we Russ and I would also start. We started going uh, street riding in the city with all those dudes, Terra and Superfly. Yeah, um, and we were like literally 12, 13, 14, and then same thing. We just we started riding trails a lot with them, and. Uh, you know, we started jumping some of the biggest jumps at 14 years old. It was awesome. Hillside and uh, you were jumping hillside. <laughs> I wasn't. I was too. Hillside and I Queens. Was yeah. Hillside third, in Cunningham, foot. right? Um, As yeah. part of Cunningham. Yeah, yeah. The other side of the road. Yep. Yeah, yeah 30 footers. I heard yeah. a lot about that. It was, it was like a downhill section, right? Oh yeah, really gnarly. Yeah, it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, Kenny was always like a lot better than me. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a little, two years older? Yeah, a year and a half. Not that, that that's not much of a difference <laughs> in BMX, but still I always just like, you know, he was always like a level higher, so I was always inspired to like try to get, you know, if he hit the, a jump out of a set of trails, and I'd try to get psyched up. But, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You were the leader? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, always. always. Dang. So, yeah. so when you started to do that, you just slowly tapered off from, from racing at Shoreham and Nationals yeah. and all that? Yeah. And, and that was then, uh, it had to be early two thousands then, right? Like five, you said seven years into yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah, it's, I'd say two, yeah, two thousand. We started hitting the skate park, train heavy, um, and then trails. As always, is you know one of our favorite favorite things. Um, but yeah, definitely early two thousands. Yeah, like kind of sponsored as racers, or was that like not, not working out? Because no, you said not really. We X. just had. Um, yeah. No, we weren't. I mean, my. my my dad, like, he put the the team together for Shoreham, mm-hmm. and he was like, he'd take us out, he'd take us to nationals and stuff, and you know, in the van, and it would be like Team Shoreham, oh, which was the racetrack, and so we kind of oh, felt we were a part of something, technically like sponsor whatever, we were just part of a crew, and that's what mattered to us, I think. That's a much um, better way. But there was it. no like, you know, there was no like, real sponsors. It was just yeah. a group of friends that would go to the racetrack and then we'd also ride trails or whatever after so right. we felt like we were a part of something and that to me that's you know yeah. sponsor yeah. whatever as long as you're part of a crew i think that's what matters you know yeah i appreciate you saying that because um didn't totally come out the way i meant it to but the sponsorship thing let's just say what year did the sponsorship thing kick in and then we can go go back a little uh, bit but how old were you when when it really started to click? Well, after fifteen, uh, I guess yeah. Robbie started probably then. No, I think I think yeah, like started, a year later. Hooked up from Robbie when he was at 
Yeah, Robbie was was he still living out here when he started? No, he wasn't. He he moved to Cali. Yeah. From here, from Long Island, he moved out there. So was he working C one or was he working no, Fit? This was Fit. When okay. he started Fit, he he yeah. he came back for a little bit for like a vacation or whatever it was, and yeah. he took us to Greenport Skate Park, uh-huh. me and Kenny. And we started filming some stuff, and he realized, he was like, oh, wow, they got, you know, we haven't seen him in however long since right. he moved. Right. And then when he came back, we were filming, and it was like, oh, I guess we're filming some stuff right now for <laughs> Fitter. Like, you know, like, so we were, and then, you know, from then, it just escalated. And you, and you were both involved in that? Yeah. Oh, with, yeah. with Fit? Yeah. Got it. That's that the part but then, I didn't yeah. even realize with you, Kenny, and I apologize. That's why I love these, because I wouldn't have known. I was Well, I was it was out, like, so. yeah, we started filming, but then shortly after, I think, that's when you got yeah. your accident. So it never really, you know, with Kenny, it never really went too far, because he got hurt right after, right. Right after that. But then we, I kept going. Now, with probably that. would be a good time to talk about then. So you must have been, what? how old were you when you got hurt? So I was... Um, I would say 17, 18. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so was... you guys were just a couple years out of racing. That's it. Right. Yeah, I would say, yeah, we stopped. I would say Russ was 14, 15. Yeah, definitely a couple years out. But we went, like I said, we went heavy, in, you know, street and trails for, for a good three years. Um, we got hooked up a lot from even Dean at Long Island Bikes. There was a big, big bike scene there. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I would say that was definitely three to four years of Really? Hold on, me and Sean are going to do a shotgun real quick. Start, <laughs> start the interview off. You know, not the trails. Because we had a good day at the trails. So nice. End it with a shotgun. On a Friday of all times. Yeah, of all times. So. Get some good mid, midweek sessions in. Yeah. They happen, not always on the weekend. Right. Well, it's nice that it's close, you know. Yeah. It's not It's not far at all. Yeah. But, um, Did you shotgun that or the half fits on the floor? He <laughs> <laughs> almost got some in Good man, once you get back to your knees. Oh man, back to the interview. Oh, thanks for grabbing food, Sean. And beer, everything. Well, I'll give Russ some money. Yeah, Russ, Um, don't worry about it. So, do you mind going through that whole situation? No, not at all. Um, Because I think it's going to be inspiring to a lot of people and and explains a lot between you two, (laughs) even more between you two. Absolutely, yeah. Um, So, like I said, I was. 17, 18, first year of college. Um, it was just in the little bit of downtime of when I wasn't riding BMX. It was the winter. Uh, I ended up picking up a YFC 450 quad and just riding, you know, a little bit. I just wanted to kill some time when, you know, there wasn't too many indoor skate parks, but Russ and I did travel a lot to Jersey, the Incline Club, Hackettstown. Um, so it's just a, you know, when I had some downtime. Um, but yeah, shortly after, about three months into having a quad, I uh, was in some trails, jumping a big, big uh, tabletop, overshot it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nose dived in and landed. Uh, it ejected me. I landed on my head. Yeah, it just ejected me. I landed on my head and uh, just straight, straight, like straight. square top. Yeah. So it, it was like a compression thing. It, yeah. Oh yeah. It was like a 60 foot. I would say it was a 50, 60 foot long tabletop. Again, overshot. I, so you were moving. I was moving. I thought I had it. I goosed the gas at the last minute, but didn't help. And uh, yeah. Front end kept dropping. And exactly. Just right onto right onto my head. The quad even landed on me. Uh-huh. Um, blacked out. Woke up and. All I could feel was my cheeks and lips. It was just like someone oh severed my. my head, left it there. 
Um, it was one of the most insane feelings. Um, so yeah, it was just I woke up and I just kept telling everyone, like, Thank you. where are my legs? Where are my legs? Where are yeah. my arms? And, like I, I just didn't know what was going on. So my friends started freaking out a little bit. They were a little bit older um, at the time. You know, they were 25 years old and uh they they didn't really know what to do they took my full face helmet off but wait um, hold on the friends that that were there were friends that we were riding with bmx yes yes yeah, some yeah. some of them oh, was yeah. the owner of long yep, on bike, owner shop, of long on bike shop, a, shop and some of his friends who played a big role in our in, bmx career yeah. for sure yeah oh okay yeah yeah long on bikes like i said before they they really held it down like everyone used to go there we used to mm. ramp in the back um, definitely have played a vital part of of uh, the Long Island BMX scene. Um, but yeah, so I just uh, when I was laying there, you know, I, I I knew something was wrong, and then it just clicked. I'm like, I, you know, I never once thought about paralysis out of all, and I got airlifted. I've been airlifted a few times at yeah. skate parks. What actually Russ and Robbie went yeah. to Fufanua railing, went over, just smacked my head so hard, and. Uh, I got knocked out, had a seizure, foaming and bleeding from the mouth and ears, like broken jaw, wide shut. Oh. Yeah, so I've been hurt a lot, but I never, you know, it's, as as a BMX rider, you never do want to think about paralysis, but then, um, you know, it's real. It hit, it hits you, and and that was it. Like I, so, yeah, it was just, uh, it was nuts. They uh, they got me, you know, I was laying there. They got me out to the road because we were like in an banded sand spit so mm -hmm. they finally got me out to the road um where then a helicopter could land uh and then yeah got airlifted to stony brook had a seven hour surgery right away mm -hmm. i shattered c3 vertebrae in my neck um and broke my back as well t5 mm -hmm. and um yeah now my neck i have cadaver bone a plate and four titanium bolts i was mm -hmm. at stony brook in icu for about a month and a half mm -hmm. and then uh which I was just overwhelmed with the amount of love and support from all of my friends and family. Everyone else was by my side every day. A lot of close people. It was just the hospital said they'd never seen anything like it. So then, yeah, that was one thing. My surgeon, you know, after being, I had I had a collapsed lung too. So after once I could, once I was on a ton of you know um, morphine drip and steroids. So once I was like conscious enough to and comprehensive, you know, like I could finally understand uh everyone um about a week and a half in um mm -hmm. the doc the surgeon walked in and, and said you know i just i just want to be frank and transparent here you know with this level of injury um most people you you know you're probably not going to walk again you'll have minimal upper body movement right gross upper body movement so right. i flipped out i you know it's, i didn't want to hear that no. Um, yes. Yeah. When, when I heard that, when miracle. I remember the day that they told me that you weren't gonna walk again, right? And I was just like, hell no! Like, no, that's, that's my boy. He's like, he's walking out of there. Yeah. Like, I just knew. Like, I just. I remember waking up and my mom was like, "They told Kenny he wasn't walking. You know, he, mm -hmm. he won't walk again." I was like, "No, he no, he'll he'll, he'll walk out of there." Like, <laughs> and he did. Yeah. So, so then I got, uh, oh, okay. I was there for about a month, month and a half, and then they shipped me off to Kessler in New Jersey, where Christopher Reeves was Superman, same, that's, place that's why, yeah. Scotty same place Scotty went, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that like the East Coast It's uh, one of the, yeah, top three for, 
um, you know, serious spinal cord injuries in the country. Okay. And it was crazy when we went. We when we went to visit Scotty. Yeah, I saw my doctor. We saw doctors that worked on him. The same people. And from they like, like broke into tears. They were like, yeah, yeah. And that had to have been uh, twelve or thirteen years later, right? Yeah, yep, yep. So, man, uh, amazing. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I was there for about six months, and again, Ross and you know everyone just Robbie yeah. flew in, bunch of riders, bunch of friends, family, mm-hmm. my girlfriend at the time, like everyone was mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So my family, my mom, sister, Did it that- was wild. So. Did that help ease your fear a little bit? Like you, yeah, that if, definitely helps. But you know, I saw I was in a room with four people, and you could easily get into the state of depression there. You know, and right. unfortunately, a, a lot of folks with 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 that level of injury do, do not walk. Um, right. But I stayed so positive and determined every day. I would just sit sit up at night, stare at any limbs, trying to move something, and finally after. Uh, I guess at about the three month mark, I I uh, I actually flicked my big toe, which was nuts to get really? some time. Wow, how long did this go on for? I was the, it was a total between the hospital and Kessler. It was like a solid six seven months. Oh my gosh! And wow. Then, yeah. So I finally That's flicked amazing. my big toe. Everything came back in little pieces. I would work so hard in therapy. Then I was able to like pull my you know arm in, use my bicep, but I didn't have a tricep. Right. You know I could. It just all started in a puzzle back together, mm-hmm. but very slow, very you know, very thank you. Um, just a really, you know, slow, arduous process. It was nuts. Do, do you uh, do you inherently have like a, a level of patience already, or did you develop patience like as you went because you just knew you'd freak out if you weren't patient? Um, you know. Because you seem like a very laid-back guy. So. I, I definitely am, and I'm, I'm a very positive and smiley dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I kind of just, yeah, I just took it day by day and just and just told myself that I'm going to walk again. You know, I didn't know if I could be able to ride a bike again, but I just, I had to get it, you know, to some level of independence. To, right. And here I am today crushing goals I feel if That's I can awesome. say so myself do you still do yeah absolutely here to that you can still ride BMX bike down yeah. the street I mean yeah a few weeks back we were at the racetrack mm-hmm. um, and the races were over whatever it was like dark out but they had bones. they had lights and stuff and um, Kenny was like yeah I want to try to go over the last table in the last straight mm-hmm. like starting from the finish line going backwards because that was like the most mellow jump there mm-hmm. and it was a table and I was like alright I, I was a little nervous because it's like once you get going I just didn't know what was going to happen because mm-hmm. you know I mean he could he you could pedal a BMX bike and everything but once you start going to stop you know um, so he started pedaling from the finish line backwards mm-hmm. went over the first table and then was just stoked, and he just kept pumping and kept going. He made it all the way to the first oh, straight. So you surpassed your goal by like yeah. quadruple. Yeah. And I more. seen like the smile on his face, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm going. I'm just gonna keep going." And he's he's pumping like he still has that. You know, you, obviously, like if you rode for that long, you still have that. Like, all right, I'll just keep pumping these jumps. And he made right. it all the way to the first turn. You could have kept going if you mm-hmm. wanted, which we're gonna, you know, we're gonna 
yeah. you're gonna complete the whole track, the whole track this, from this the, season from the start, yeah because you can what made it so um, but it, I was like almost in tears like seeing that you know like mm-hmm. I was run, I was running behind him filming it and, and uh, I have my had my nephew along my side yeah we had two other people two close people on the side of him mm-hmm. in case he like in case he did fall over but mm-hmm. I could tell he was fine so I just was yeah. filming running behind it and it was amazing it reminded me of when Scotty first posted his first ride, what was that, yeah. Incline Club, when he, I yeah. think that was his first. Right. Speaking of him, he often talks about how difficult it is because he can't completely feel his feet, mm-hmm. so that makes riding really tough, like, I, I either watched a YouTube video where he told me about it, I forget which, but, like, he would nail his shin with the pedals, but he wouldn't even know it. Yeah. So, so is it is it that way with you? Is the so reason I brought up. So something. I mean, he's still in the early stage, the early you know stages of uh, the injury. But I did have sensory issues for a while the first few years, but they actually went away. So I do have you know I have a light touch in my thighs and certain spots of my body, but mm-hmm. for the most part, um, I've gained all my feeling back. Really, you know, I don't have full mobility back, but uh, for the, but. Spinal cord injuries are so so different from one from one to the other, so right. it's tough to say. But you know, Scotty is doing so amazing, and I feel like you know he, every year he's just going to keep crushing it and getting better. So, so you think? It, and so are you. Your yeah. experience is bodes well for him as well. That after you know over the course of I uh, was it thirteen fourteen years after yeah. it happened. Yep. That. that you know, I realize that's a long ways out for him because he's not even at two years yet. But, right. but if he's motivated, yeah, is it is it really, is it kind of a situation like a, like the paraplegic I was talking about, uh, Lindsay Runk? She, I don't know. I haven't talked to her about how recent her injury is, but she, um, she's just down and out from waist down. She can't, right. she can't really do anything. Like. It depends on the severity, maybe, as yeah, to whether sure. you can retrain your body. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's nerves, you know, nerve damage, so it's it's tough. Like I said, every every injury is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really tough. It depends also your level. Some people are incomplete, some people are complete, where it's, you know, that spinal cord is severed and there's definitely no regenerating of I got you, I got you. Nerves. Um, so, you had, so you, we could well, say that you and Scotty had... So we, we, Scotty and I, we were considered quadriplegic, so neck down, incomplete. I was Asia D, I believe. Um, I don't know what Scotty was, but it's uh, yeah. So I, you know, our it, it's it's crazy, but you know, mm-hmm. I hope. And what was her name again? The Lindsay. I'll you know later on I'll yeah, share I'll her information. Yeah, we'll up with her, but um, she she's amazing. Yeah, and she could really benefit from guys like you and Scotty. She already connected with Scotty at the gym oh, last weekend um, and they want to do he wants to help because she believe it or not does fundraisers on top of all this so she's a super positive woman Good. Um, anyhow yeah no, that's so what, it, but yeah. that's what it is just staying positive and motivated and you know I, I I truly do believe if you just keep your head in the game like you know you can pull through a flying color so that's awesome um, so yeah. she you know, I guess that's a conversation to have with her is what yeah. her, her situation is. Yeah, what her level is and everything, yeah. Right. Um, Which, but I, I'm, I'm also a firm believer of 
there may be some cure someday. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing so much with stem cell therapy and, and whatnot. So, you know, I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket, but sure. I do believe, you know, five, ten, ten years out, there'll be some serious cure. Yeah. Maybe so, sooner than that. Yeah. Never yeah. know. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. Best to be positive. That's for sure. And that's, that's awesome that you stay so positive for, for a long period of time. You know, if at the time you're at right now, yeah. that's you've been smiling through a yeah. lot of years of, oh, yeah. of I'm sure some some days and months and maybe years yeah. are frustrating as hell. I guess. Absolutely, yeah. There's some dark days, but you know, I always, I, as cliche as it sounds, I always try to see light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And after getting my, some independence back and finally pursuing my dream, Russ and I, that's when we then. You know, after a few years, we we packed up, drove across country, moved to California, and then same thing. I just got right back into the swing of things. I started working for Brian Castillo at Volume Demolition, which was awesome. What an experience! I was an inside-outside sales rep, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, lived there, did that. It was so fun. Just kept pursuing my dream, and I just can't imagine you being good at sales. I'm just <laughs> no, but there's no literally way. there's been <laughs> since the accident. Like since the accidents, there's been yeah. I can only count like a handful of times where I've seen him like a little bummed out, you know. And yeah. like I feel like a few of those were when he'd come to a jam or or the trails and he'd see us like I remember I forget what trails we're at. I think it was like the I think it was when we just rebuilt Jay's the Flatlands or whatever uh-huh. mm-hmm. and Kenny rolled in and like we weren't even riding yet or something and mm-hmm. he's like, That's the trick jump, huh? Because he was like the trick jump guy, like yeah. he always had, he had a crazy bag of tricks. Yeah. And um, after that. So I feel like, you know, he got a little frustrated because he know he knew like he would yeah. have been killing it at that jam, and mm-hmm. that was his jump. Like he would have went nuts on that jump and did, did all his tricks. It's like little little things like that, yeah. you know. But it's not like he's sitting there bummed out. He just like you could see it in his face uh-huh. that like. But he is there with us, you know. He's like, we all know what he would would be doing, and we're just gonna try to do it for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, here's kind of a crazy question: Do you find that you, in your riding, you're thinking about Kenny when you ride? Oh yeah, I always. It's funny because uh, Daryl does this a lot, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're why right? Yeah, yeah, and a while ago. Me and Daryl were going through a line at Panamoka Trails, mm-hmm. and this was right after Mikey got hurt. Mm-hmm. And me and Daryl were kind of struggling through this line. It was like it was right when I first got back into trails, mm-hmm. and me and him were like a little nervous and a little scared to, you know, but we were like working together mm-hmm. to get through this line at Panamoka, and we made it through and. He was in the he was in the back of me. I was in front, and I over the last jump, which was a was it a step up. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was a step up. But I heard him scream, you know. And I like I stopped right after the landing because mm-hmm. I I didn't know what happened. But he like we both stopped, and he was like, "That was for Mikey and Kenny." And he Aww. just gave me this big hug. And then like ever since then, I dedicate a lot of my like. If I'm about to drop into whatever a, ro- a ramp or You've trails, lot, I dedicate my a lot of my runs to like 
people that even if they're not hurt you know even right. just like I don't know I just but a lot of those a lot of that is for Kenny and Mikey and who mm-hmm. you know recently like English Robbo which I just sure. seen him riding again and that was like amazing to see that I don't know I just mm-hmm. and Scotty and even and like yeah when I'm when I'm like racing you know throughout this Grands race the last New York Grands race I remember mm-hmm. I was racing I was getting super tired <laughs> and I was like thinking about like giving up because mm-hmm. um and Mikey just went through my head and I just he got he like pushed me through it you know what I mean and, that's awesome but that was something that happened through Daryl mm-hmm. and it just I've been keeping it going since then but but yeah Kenny always pops into my head when I'm like you know at a skate park or something Doing and there when something. he used to <laughs> pedal full speed to a quarter and not be scared I'm like alright I gotta keep that going you know uh-huh. for Kenny that's awesome that's really awesome which I'm not surprised because you guys knowing how long you guys have been been together since I think yeah. you said since it's you were it's been a seven, solid right? uh, 22 years yeah right 23 years mm-hmm. right I love so this dude that's that's pretty and we actually met um just to take it back a step yeah, yeah. we met I was riding my sister over on my handlebars to hang out with Russ's sister, mm-hmm. and Russ was out front. He had it. He had the whole kit out. He had his Honda TRX 90 quad. He was <laughs> shooting hoops. He had a bike, and I was just like, "Wow, this kid is so damn cool." <laughs> um, that was it. It was just like love at first sight. I, for the record, I have the same feeling whenever I see Russ like every day. I'm just like, man, he's got the hair. He's got like, like the, he's he's cool. He's laid back. Damn, I want to be Russ. <laughs> Wouldn't be bad to be Kenny either because you do have the best smile in the in all of BMX for sure. So, yeah, no kidding. The back of the truck in the driveway is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. No, thank you. I give it to my mom. No, bra- <laughs> no braces ever. Now, you're lucky. True man. story. That's yeah, I believe it. Hey, some kids are very gifted from their parents. Others, you know, you look like a carved out pumpkin on Halloween. Just yeah. get those the funky teeth. Yeah. But. <laughs> Where? Give me the timeline with 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 Robbie. Robbie well, going I mean, from we grew T1 up, to Fit. Well, we grew up with Robbie. He'd be at the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super young because that was still mid nineties. Yeah, so he was still racing that. Yeah, he was at the track, and mm-hmm. my parents were so involved at the track that Robbie and my parents became friends. You know, they wound up being friends, and then next thing you know, Robbie is living in. There's an apartment on the side of my parents' house that I live in now, mm-hmm. and at the time. It was open, and my dad told Robbie, like, hey, you need you need a place to live. Like, we have an apartment, you know, hook you up with rent. Steve, which he talks about in his podcast, Yeah, which was cool to hear. And um, so, next thing you know... Between, excuse me one second. That was between T1 and FIT? Um, yeah, that was between T1 the and FIT. The time frame. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so he was basically... He was, still, next. he was still on T1 when he was living here. Um, yeah, for sure. Because prior to that, it was I think his last sponsor was Standard, yeah. right? Maybe? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was T1 mm-hmm. when he lived here. So, got it. So yeah, he was living here, and I was super young, and just I couldn't believe, you know, I'd come home and Robbie would be in my pool, and 
Or I had some jumps in the back, you'd be riding the jumps. You had jumps here? Yeah, in this backyard right here. Yeah. Dirt jumps. Yeah, little dirt jumps, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They were right. fun. Oh, that's Word of awesome. mouth, one of the best mini ramps ever, apparently. Yeah, and then well, uh, the oh, dirt jumps started here, and then, uh, yeah, I talk about. Well, the ramps are different. Thing, but, yeah, yeah, but so I don't know. We just stayed, you know. We we were friends, me and Robbie. And then, then he left. We talked about this a little earlier, but he left for California to mm -hmm. start up with Fit and everything. And then came home, you know. I don't know, maybe a year later or something. And at that time, we progressed a lot. I feel like. And then when he came home and started filming us, mm -hmm. he was like, "Oh, this is awesome. You guys grew up a little bit, and you, you know." And that was it, you know, then I just kept rolling with it. Like Had he already started filling the team with uh with some of the guys who are still on it today, but yeah. had he already started um started Yeah, yeah. Cause, Cause like um Fit Barcelona was already out I think. Yeah. Yeah, there was like their first video oh, no, F it was already out and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So yeah. So the move to California, how did that come about? How far into this uh, FIT deal was it that you guys... Well, no, out? FIT, that was... I was done with FIT by then. Oh, okay. Got I it. moved... I'm trying to get my timeline straight, no, so... No, I, I moved to California right after high school uh -huh. to film with FIT. Got it. And then, you know, that was after... That was after I filmed a little part, a little part for Stay Fit. Oh, okay. For that video. And... We decided to go out there and film. Mm. After I graduated high school, and me and two other friends, my buddy Justin and this other kid Sean. Um, Is that Justin and we, Crofton? Yeah, and okay. we filmed some web videos and all sorts of stuff like that, and that was uh -huh. really cool. And then we came back, and then um, me and Kenny moved out there like a few years after that. You're pretty mobile now. How mobile were you at that time, Kenny? Um, probably the same. Same. Yeah, probably the same, yeah. yeah. Over the years, I've gotten... The thing I battle with now, you know, you, you do get stronger over the years, but at the same time, um, you get tighter and you fight a lot of muscle tone. So while I've gotten stronger and and that, I I am battling, you know, a lot of muscle stiffness and stuff like that. So I might have even been a little bit looser and a little bit more mobile then. Yeah. You know? yeah, I remember yeah. when we moved out there, like, his family was real nervous, you know. Yeah, right. Um, they were like, how's he going to do, you know, with just you and on, all on your own? I was like, he's going to be right. fine. And then, you know, <clears throat> we moved out there. We we got our own spot. Yeah. I knew, like, this trip, this move for us, I, was, I wanted to push him a lot. And I mm -hmm. wanted to see so, what he could really do. Yeah. Because while we're, you know, while he's living home, he's got so many friends and family that, that are going to, that could help him with whatever he wants. Yeah. And I wanted to be like, you know what, you're on your own. So like, we got our own, <clears throat> we got our own apartment. And then I think it was like the second week we were there, I left for a cult trip for a week. And I was like, yo, Kenny, I'm leaving. Like, you're on your own. And he's yeah. like, what do you mean? Like, I don't think I could, oh, I don't yeah. think I could like get dressed on my own, like, you know, put socks on and everything. I was like, well, you got it, dude. Like, you'll be all right. <laughs> And so I'd call him every day while I was on the trip, and he'd be like, "Dude, I Damn put man. my I put my socks on, like you know, I I, yeah. I did this, like that's you know, like every like little things because he had no choice." Talk about know? empowering someone, just saying, 
sorry, you yeah. got it. Like, and then just giving them that yeah. confidence, take it on. I mean, you might have been a little upset with me, but yeah. <laughs> I had to go on Probably this. Probably the cult. only time you ever frowned. Well, I had yeah. to. You know, I had to go on this. Do you even know how to so. frown? But, <laughs> but no, no, he did. Too. He There's did no good. Way you could ever frown. That face does not go that direction. He did good on his own. Pushed him to see what he could do on his own because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely put me to the test, and uh, yeah, at first I was a little scared and and nervous, but it was a it was a good test at that, and it just grew me as a person right there. Yeah, just gained more independence. Right. No. Best so, way to do it. Yeah. Just leave you on your own. Have you? It really you is. It. And how long were you gone for him? Mean, you must have known. I mean, we just did day. like we left for the winter because we both hate yeah. the cold. So that was a six month. I mean, how long were you on that trip when, when you said, oh, hey, you know, a week. you have to... A week. That's perfect. So you yeah. come back in a week, and he goes, yeah. I don't even need you, Russ. I yeah. actually want to get my own place now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was super proud of him. And it, you know, it meant a lot yeah. for me to see he could be on, you know, do it on his own. Yeah. yeah. One thing I did miss while Russ was gone is his cooking. Oh. I don't know if anyone doesn't know about Russ this kid knows how to cook I had no idea I mean I guess I've seen a couple things on social media here and there but um, let's hit that because this is about you too yeah for sure as much fun as I'm having talking to Kenny about this situation and and you and his growth his growth through it um, you are a vegetarian so and you used to grow a lot in your backyard right yeah you used to, used to get most of your really food big from. garden I, now i have this little one but um i just didn't have uh, the big garden anymore i don't know back yeah, that was like 12 years ago when i stopped eating it's a long time me eating dairy and all that shit but dairy too well yeah yeah i, I was vegan, i was but, vegan for 10 right. years but i think it was more um it was more i didn't re- i didn't realize like you can get good quality meat and dairy mm-hmm. where I live because I was ignorant to it and now now I realize that there is there's farms around here that mm-hmm. carry good quality you know cheese and right. dairy and eggs and stuff like that which I you know in the past two years I started eating eggs again and stuff but sure but like you know good eggs and quality stuff like that I don't you know I don't want to go to a normal deli and get that shit right right so um, so far no no meat just a little a little uh, eggs and dairy yeah and and I was just I'm tired of eating uh, tofu and fake right. meats from from <laughs> which I still do but like I try right. you know it's like what, what's more sustainable is, is getting eggs from a farm up the street or mm-hmm. making tofu every morning from a factory and wherever yeah and that was like that was the that was the big reason why I uh, started eating dairy and stuff like that again yeah um it's just more of the sustainability of it and like tired of getting shit from yeah all over the place you know you know what I, I, I forgot where I stole this from but you recently the veganism and and being being of that mind of uh, just basically stopping the the train to doom that we're on with our with our wasteful wasteful behaviors and just uh, it's about it. I I saw you post something about the amount of garbage. I think I have it on my phone, but I can't look because it's busy recording. 
but it was a post that you had of um, it. It broke down. I think it was how long it takes to oh, break yeah, down. Oh yeah, this was the each. other night. This was yeah. Thursday night. Oh, what what a, was uh, that? Oh yeah. No, it was a it was an event for this organization that I joined. It's called the Surf Rider Foundation. And oh heck yeah, I've heard they, of that. They do amazing stuff all over the world. Um, they but do it was, beach cleanups. Oh, they do everything. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're really helping out. But uh, no, it was just an it was just an event about raising awareness to what's going on around us and. I learned a lot about the waters around around here in Long Island. You know, you think they're all nice and clean, but I learned a lot about how they're filthy, dirty. And I don't know. It was just a lot about just how screwed we are and like what what we could do to help and right. how right. how bad single-use plastics are and all that oh shit. My God. Which every, all you yeah. guys know about. We just gotta right. We gotta make it happen. Stop using it. Yep. Yeah. But no. it's not easy, you know. No, it's not easy, but it's so doable. I mean, I just watching how many people leave from, say, Dunkin' Donuts with a oh, foam yeah. cup. Yeah. That foam cup isn't going. That's gonna stay. And I don't know how many BMXers out there are worried about a straw or, or uh-huh. you know, a plastic I, cup. It's like well, I do. Guys well, are good in the trail. I will say, like, you know, clean up after yourself. What you bring in, you yeah. take it out, like. But yeah. it's just what do you do with the garbage? Is what we're talking about. You know, what it's I mean? just yeah. a lot of a lot of young BMXers like, that might be listening. They're like, "What are you talking about? Plastic? Yeah, like that's I, why. Need, I use plastic every day. You need it, but it's like, that's why I brought it up because you have a you have a voice and yeah. you're you're a popular guy. Uh, you, you, I think you are playing it the the, the best way you can and just say, "Hey." I mean, you're, I'm trying to. Do, I'm just. I'm trying to do my part, but unfortunately, that's not enough. You know, it's like it takes. Yeah. It takes it takes everyone to come together and try to just yeah, make that effort. It starts like, with someone like you, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, just got to make that effort that and try. Attitude and someone like you to go out there and actually make a positive impact from something. Yeah. And then more will follow. And there's yeah. more people like you out there, that's for sure. You know. And well, we all have different friend groups, that's for oh, sure. Yeah. And, and BMX is a humongous friend group. Yeah. So if you can affect people within BMX, then you... I mean, I'll, awesome try, I'll try my best. Yeah, and you're and just be mindful of using, you know, mm-hmm. using less. And like, if you don't need to, if you could fill up a reusable water bottle, do it. The amount of plastic we are dealing with in the world is is fucked up. Like, it's too much. I mean, if you want to, if you if you're like, the way I think of it is like the other night at this event, mm-hmm. they. Um, they had all these statistics up on a screen about, you know, how much plastic's in the ocean and if we don't change what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, in, in five years there's, or even less, you know, in two years there's more plastic in the ocean than fish. Right. And then you start to think like, wow, so if I have kids in 10 years and mm-hmm. I want to bring my kid fishing, it's, I might be able to catch a fish, but I can't eat it. Like, right. And that's what, that's what they were like. They were saying simple stuff like that, and then when you, when you think about that, it's like, whoa! Like, imagine going fishing and not being able to eat it, or, or not even catching a fish because they're dead because of all the plastic. So you got to sure. think of that, you know. Think about that when you when you go buy, whatever plastic you got to buy. But I don't know. I, I know it's not easy to just stop using it, but you could right. you could make an effort. And once you like start ro- once you start rolling with the reusable water bottle. 
right. and a, you know, yeah. then you just keep it going. And right, right. It ain't that hard. Like it's that's what I do. You just gotta make that effort. Yeah. And, it's so easy to go to instead of drive through Dunkin' Donuts because you don't want to get get out of the car. Yeah. yeah. You know, just walk inside and get a paper cup at yeah. a different at a different uh, oh, yeah. either either a you know a cafe or a, even if it's a gas station. You know, they almost always have paper cups. For sure, yeah. Like Dunkin' Donuts used to have, um, but um, but yeah, it's not that switch from mm. from foam to plastic or to from foam to paper and the whole thing I don't know keep doing what you're doing because I, I saw it right away and I just I thought it was great because I'm aware of it but everyone needs to even the people that are aware need to be reminded once in a while oh yeah you know so I mean I slip up every once in a while there's no way you could be plastic free I mean there is but it's like it'd be really hard but as right. long as you do your part and just try to reduce yeah you know Reuse oh. and recycle, that's all. Yep. It's a Jack Johnson song. Yeah. <laughs> he did that. Yeah. We used to make the kids listen to that when, when when our kids were younger. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. He was he was good. Surfer too. Oh yeah. yeah. Actually uh, he's a badass surfer actually. Yeah. No he's doubt. Really, no doubt. He lives right. in Hawaii, right? Yeah. He lives right next to my buddy Logan. No well, way. My, Logan's family on really? the North Shore, yeah. Wow. He stayed there when I was there and he has the house next door and I'd sleep outside of here and play music it was sick. no way yeah yeah holy cow cool. that guy's amazing so where did we leave off so you guys ended up in California for, for a little bit how long were you working for Demolition and so I worked for them volume? for about the whole time we lived there and then even when uh, we worked at a deal that when we moved back mm-hmm. um I Which could, we should have moved back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably should have stayed, but shouldn't have moved back. You said no. some you, family you uh, obligations and stuff yeah. like that yeah, yeah. took us back. But yeah, I mean, we had a really, really good apartment, yeah. uh, block from the beach. Yeah. Uh, this amazing uh, homeowners, our landlord, they were these Spanish people, and, uh, yeah. Patricia, and really, really nice genuine people mm-hmm. um and we had a really good setup there so yeah yeah but uh but yeah when i moved back they let me work from home as an outside sales rep mm-hmm. uh, so i guess a total of about a year and a half with them yeah yeah it was good i uh opened up you know a good amount of accounts yeah you know took care of the uh, older accounts that haven't been uh you know thriving or right if you could say or right but so yeah it was it was good i definitely uh increased sales and we had a really good relationship so that's awesome and then you eventually segued into yeah I kind of over time yeah I kind of just I parlayed that those sales right into uh like who's actually Evan uh Russ's brother-in-law now Evan Uh I got into working uh in advertising oh okay And, and that was a that was a good career change for me it grew me as a person it made me um, a lot smarter and wiser and just I just uh, you know I excelled quickly there I, it was a, a printing company um, mm-hmm. but we worked at all fortune 50 to 500 companies I brought in some real big household brand names for them really? uh, you know Uber, Farmers, Blue Apron just to name mm-hmm. a few <laughs> really? 
But uh, man, you were a story because because this, obviously this is all post injury. And and by the way, you're almost as bad as Steve Crandall, Russ, because <laughs> because I don't even think we're a half hour in and you're already your your bladder already busted. So you're bringing in all these accounts, and and I'm thinking like like me personally. Have my own challenges to to have that kind of confidence to take on those kind of challenges and succeed, especially in sales because I've sales done enough rough. sales yeah. and and you have to be able to deal with a serious amount of of uh, rejection. rejection. Yeah, yeah. I, I've dealt with it. I've been in it. Yeah. I mean, I, I run a branch location of our of our store, but you still deal with the same thing. You you still right. still deal with rejection and, but on top of that. You're dealing in your own mind with your in body, dealing with uh, with trying to get better. Yeah, I don't know how you did it. I know. Like, I can. I, I'm able bodied like completely, and yeah. I and it's still hard to this day, and it's been a long time. It is, yeah. No, so I give you a lot of credit. Yeah, thank you. And even just to uh, take it back, my sales started at Long Island Bike Shop. I was 13 years old. I started building bikes there, and then quickly started selling bikes. And then before you knew it, I was. Store manager, bringing it, you know, really holding it down for BMX there. Um, we opened up an e-commerce website, which was cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that that's when it all started. And then, you know, move, moving forward again to advertising, I was there for four and a half years. Um, it was a really good run. I just, I got to the point where, you know, I did travel quite a bit. Um, but I think within those four and a half years of, sitting behind a desk I just couldn't do it anymore and it started to it took a toll on my body mm-hmm. as it would for an, a regular normal human being um, right. so I just I wanted out and I it was a scary you know I was leaving a decent salary and, and whatnot, but it was a scary leap and uh, I did it and then I kind of just took a step back and thought about what I want to do with life and now I got into real estate <laughs> And which which I've been following. <laughs> Thanks. I've definitely been following what you're doing, and and that's that's a tough job. It's a, it, it is. It's, it's another one. But uh, man, I just you know you don't you don't really have a boss. I like that. I didn't want to be you know mm-hmm. no micromanaging or anything like that anymore. I, I just kind of want to be on my own, and I knew I would actually be on my feet a lot. You know, bouncing around from house to house, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and it's really you know. Being a realtor, it's it's your personality and it's it's a word of mouth industry. So, I kind of thought it would be a good fit, and I think I guessed right. You know, it's yeah. it's been yeah. it's been quite the run yeah, so far. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's been quite the run. Um, just shy of a year, and it's. I just think I count all thirty-two teeth, or is it twenty-eight? <laughs> when you smiled just now, I just got. I felt. Yeah, exactly. I felt like I was at the dental office. And I was looking at the poster. I'm like, I just saw every tooth when he smiled. I just signed a deal with Colgate when doing a uh, oh, smiling gig. Shit. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I, I know you're probably kidding, but I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking he might have. Yeah, if any ladies are listening, check out Kenny. At- can he get some? Well, maybe start with the real estate one, not the yeah. not the other you one. Check them both. Out, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm sure you can. I, I'm sure you can swipe left to the real estate one. Oh, yeah. oh, so great. it's been uh, it's been awesome. Great. So it's definitely my uh, newfound uh, glory there and passion, and it's working. Yeah, so that's good for you. 
Cause yep. yeah. Thank so you. It's, it's hard, man. I done some cold calling in my day, and yeah. it's uh, it's it's tough stuff, you know. Repetitive, Absolutely. repetitive, repetitive. You just gotta keep trying, keep trying. Yep. But anyway, good for you. That's, Thank you. That's so amazing. Uh, you know what? Uh, Kenny's such an awesome interview. I, <laughs> I kind of may just leave you out, Russ. I don't, I don't know. It's, I'll go jump in the pool. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, just go jump Real in the quick. pool, take another piss every Keep 20 minutes, whatever you want to do. Can you go get some kale from the garden, actually? Yeah, right, right. Um, but anyway, I, I have to kind of... I have to reset my mind to uh, to Russ here. So, all right. But we, we could hit something that uh, probably a lot of people would like to hear. Uh, you were on fit, like anyone, like myself, that spent any time in Long Island or are from Long Island. You're gonna, you're gonna, most times support your guy, you know. Yeah. And um, so when that transition happened, how many, that was two thousand, well, two thousand ten, right? Because it's two thousand ten till the end is the. Yeah. And uh, and by the way, Robbie always talks about um, about the whole uh, New York hustle. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in the middle of hustling him right now. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right now, was what we're going to talk about. So, um, Robbie, you're going to owe me after this. So, Colt, so you followed uh, with a, a number of riders from Fit to Colt, right? How, yeah. How many years Fit? How many in? How many years has Man, it been? I don't know how Colt? long I was like riding Fit for, but did you switch um, right away when Robbie when Robbie? Well, started? yeah, I was. You know, I was on a few Fit trips, and which was crazy to be on those because that was with you know Edwin and Mikey and Van like it was just yeah I, I was I'd be I'd be you know in the van I'd be like how did I get in this situation and Foster, and, too, right? and, Foster and I'd be like this is you know this is all because Robbie and I'd mm-hmm. like so thankful for that you know opportunity to right. be on a trip with those those dudes I tried as hard as I could but felt like you know like how could you being on a trip with with Van and Foster and Mikey, it's like, mm-hmm. is it ever enough? You know, are you ever gonna do anything right. good enough to even? Yeah. But whatever, like that doesn't, it matters, but it's, it doesn't. Right. I was just thankful to be on that in that opportunity. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long I was I rode for Fit for maybe, no, a few years, but and I'm very yeah. thankful that I got that opportunity. And then you know once he started having problems with Fit. Right. You know, we were at a. Get where we were, where we had the meeting. I think it was at Interbike, mm-hmm. where there was like a dinner, uh-huh. and he told us what was up. And there was a few dudes that were like down right away, and a few dudes weren't. You know, and it's just like we could tell. You could yeah, tell yeah, right yeah. away who was coming and who was who wasn't. Sure. But you know, you they can't was, fault them. You don't know what their deal was. Yeah, or... it's like some dudes have. You know, some dudes can't just like get up and leave because they have situations bills that have to like you know whatever it is but uh and then i remember you know i remember uh after that they robbie still talked about it and and then chris cole the skateboarder jumped the board and he was super cool and he had he had some money you know to help out to me when when cult really started was Mm -hmm. we were in Queens at the Maloof Money Cup, which is a big skateboard contest. Uh-huh. Um, Chris Cole was in it. Right. And it was me, Robbie, I think Chase Dehart, and I think Dakota was there uh-huh. watching the contest. Mm. 
and Colt kind of started, but they, the money wasn't there yet because Robbie didn't have much money to start it, you know? Sure. And we met up with Chris Cole, who was the professional skateboarder who was in that contest. We met up with him before the contest to wish him good luck and everything. Right. And I remember him saying, he's like, if I win this, this is for, you know? No way. And next thing you know, he wins it. And the, pri- the, the prize was, I think, what was it? Hundred grand or something for the first place. Really, and yeah, it was, it was a lot of money. Or it might have been more than that. It was something crazy. Yeah. It was something no. like it you was. I forget how much money it was, but I know it was a lot of money, like more than a hundred or yeah. hundred grand. Um, so he, Chris Cole, won it. We go nuts. We're in the stands. We go nuts. Robbie jumps out of his seat. Robbie somehow jumps. He runs down the stands and winds up on the course. I don't know how he got on the course, but he gave it's Chris Cole hug. the biggest hug. Right, right. And to me, that was when Colt started because yeah. we kind of like, I don't know. You know what I mean? We kind of knew right there. Like, all right, he's, he's got our back. Like, now there's a little money to get going here. And, right. and then ever since then, it's, it's just been, you know. Yeah. That was a special moment. Yeah, sure. absolutely. I didn't realize that's how that went down. I bet you a lot of people don't know that. I mean, um, I forget. I think we already had like, Colt was going a little bit before that, mm-hmm. yeah. but then that was like, you know. I remember Robbie talking about it, and he he talked about meeting with Chris and his wife and the interview I did at Swamp Fest. Yeah. And which was awesome, by the way. Thank you. No, that was that was a lot of fun because I've known Robbie for a long, long time, and he uh, he basically said it was so hard to sit down and talk. I, I, I'm not sure if that's exactly it was, in my mind's eye. It's it's like it was so hard. To sit down with a guy that has a couple of young children, and ask him to to trust me with yeah. with that. Yeah. So he was on board already anyway. But it's uh, he felt a responsibility to make sure that he didn't let Chris down either. Oh yeah, uh, which was which is awesome. But I'm I'm sure I have a pretty good idea why why Robbie has succeeded. He's the guy doesn't stop. Oh he no, just doesn't stop. So it's no. uh, he. He's a hustler. Yeah. And, you know, he ain't gonna um, stop. He's he's gonna keep going. He's gonna make the best brand he can. And, yeah. You know. This is where I get you, Robbie. It's uh, cultcrew.com. There's uh, school specials going on right now on the site. So uh, you get shirts for school, backpacks. Socks. Pick up a yeah. I'm, do you have a colorway frame? Didn't they just do? A I color? had a colorway. Uh, I don't know, three years ago or something. Oh, I had a right. colorway. You got a shirt too? I don't know. I I have two in, <laughs> for in Ross, the garage hanging right now, and right. I'm gonna hang on to them. That was that was cool. I was thankful that Robbie gave me that yeah. opportunity, and yeah. my buddy Nick drew some graphics for it, and that was cool. It was oh, he cool, did. Yeah. I didn't know that. Rosano. Yeah, my buddy Nick Rosano. Oh, I didn't know he did that graphics. out yeah. there. This was like three years ago. I yeah. hurt. I tore my knee apart real well in Austin on the T1 ramp. It tore my ACL, and MCL tore or? my meniscus, and tore yeah. my MCL all at the same time. And yeah. pretty much, like, I laid low for, you know, like, I don't know, a while. It was like three months that, that took, three months I didn't ride, and then three months of, like, slowly getting back into it. Because, you know, can't go hard right away. 
And I remember just, you know, he called me and he's like, hey, how's, you know, how's your knee? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, when do you think, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty much, like, he he didn't say it like that, but pretty much it was like, when do you think you'll be contributing again, you know? Uh And he meant that in in a good way. And I was just pretty much like, I I don't know when I'll be able to to film the way I want to again. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I don't know when I'll be able to go hard again. Right now, I'm having fun. I'm riding trails. I'm just kind of cruising. Doing real good. Um, and I'm I, totally I, I, happy with that right now. So I don't, yeah. I don't know when I'm gonna like push myself into getting back into like filming a video part or something. But sure. I'm happy with what I'm doing right now. So I told him I was like, because at the time I was getting paid from Cole, mm-hmm. and I told him I was like, listen, you know, why don't, why don't you give my paycheck to whatever kid is out there in Cali hucking himself down down yeah, El Toro or whatever steer. you know what yeah, I mean like right. give that give that paycheck to some kid who needs it because I'm working right now so right you know and I'm not I'm riding but I'm not riding at the level that you know you need like that a company would need me to uh-huh. but I'm having fun I'm fine with where I'm at like you know Cruising the trails, cruising some parks, whatever. Yeah. Trying to see where my knee's at, like, you know. And we were totally cool with that. He's like, all right, awesome, you know, you're obviously you're always part of the family, like. And so I'm I'm totally cool with that, you know. And, and Seems like he's like that way with most of the team riders. Yeah, but I think, As they you know, get older, they're, I mean? they're on another level. Or injured and out of injury. Well, yeah, but, you know, some of the other guys are obviously that's a different level you know no I, no, I get it but um, you know let's talk east coast I mean it's it's you Vic to an extent I don't know what extent uh-huh. D-Hart it, do you say Bem or Beam I don't even know how to say his name yeah alright I'll just say Bem <laughs> but he's, so he's got Vic sort of on the race side yeah. right and, and he does everything and you and you said Sean Rickani well, Kenny's from here. He's oh, from he's Jersey, but I mean, he's a Cali okay. boy. So. so to me, I'm looking at that like Kenny would look at it because we <laughs> both are in sales. <laughs> so we would look at this as, hey, this is representation in the East Coast, yeah. any way yeah. you cut it. Yeah. So, so say Malali tomorrow yeah. has their their classic, Sunday. their second class. Oh, is it Sunday? Sunday, Sunday okay. yeah. You, you, I don't know if you're going to go to that. Yeah, I'd like to be there, yeah. Sure. Well, now you have to, actually, because of the way I'm talking about this. But, <laughs> oh, we're going. But yeah, and that party it's going to be. <laughs> it's your birthday tomorrow, Kenny, right? Yeah. Oh, happy birthday Thank early to so you. so much, yeah. Yeah, we're having a birthday party. We always, uh... Yeah, I'd love, I'd like to go to the Always throw a bag, though, for sure. Yeah. I'd like nice. to go. I'd like to ride. Go support, you know, Yeah. Go support the first, it's, first it's skate park in New York City. Yeah. They're awesome. You know, Go support all those kids there right. that are there and hand out some cult stuff, hopefully. Yeah. To have you on the East Coast along with, you know, like I said, Vic to an extent, I think it's great. you gotta have you got to have someone, whether you look at it as business or not, which I'm sure Robbie is not looking at as, as strictly business. but uh, No, but he's always got, you know, that's why he's, where, that's why he's at right. where he is because he, he's always got a little... It's always there, you know. He's always thinking business, which is, you right. know, that's that's how he is. It's right, a good yeah. thing, you know. It's like he wouldn't be, you know, 
company wouldn't get to where it's at without that. So. Well, what's nice is because you love BMX anyway, you you show up at you're everywhere. You're at every event. Yeah. You know you're Try. you're pushing in between working because you do actually have a job, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you know, we'll get into, actually someone asked some questions that, about uh, about your work history. So we'll hit that at some point. But my work history. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, oh, there's some dumb questions in there. <laughs> oh, thanks Nick and thanks Jay. I'm not even too. Where, where are we at here? And I haven't even. Yeah, we're over an hour and ten minutes. Right, let's get to let's get to some it. important shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean like the, like yeah, these like these bullshit that. questions? I don't know. Let's just like. You know, <laughs> how, how about, how about I, John Lee? And we talked about this, but uh, timing's good to, to talk about. He wrote that. Uh, you came up with a solid crew with Kenny, Sean, and Justin. So, um, which Sean is he talking about? Another a, a Sean from back in the day. Okay. He's not around. Well, and then he's it around, must be but Justin Crofton. Yeah. Or, okay. Uh, when Kenny got injured, you were all pretty young. How did that affect your outlook on life and BMX? Kind of touched on it, but yeah. you know, we didn't go all the way out. I mean, it's. Mm -hmm. It must have changed things for you in, yeah. in a few ways. Well, first of all, John Lee, who asked that question, was one of the, was the first dude who sold me my first BMX bike. Yeah. So thank you, John, for setting me up. Nice. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, he sold me. I forget what bike it was. I think it was. It was like a weird name, a Bontrager. Who make oh, yeah. mountain bikes now? But yeah, yeah. He set me up it was with a brand of Gary Fisher. Yeah, but he oh, set me up right. with my first BMX bike. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so the question was: shop around here. Save a bike works. Yeah. How yeah. did that affect? He's how did Kenny's said, injury affect my? Yeah, life? how did Kenny's injury affect your outlook on life and BMX? Um, I think it it just made me realize that that this it ain't no joke. You know, you it's like life is. You know, some shit could happen so quick, and you have to like, you yeah. know, gotta do everything you can, yeah. because who knows what could happen. And um, it definitely made me uh, appreciate things more. And I think at the time, I definitely slowed down a little bit. I think mm -hmm. I, I slowed down on riding a little bit, definitely when when he was in the hospital, and you know, because. That was my, that was who I rode with, and it's like yeah. it, it was kind of weird to go ride by myself, or not not by myself, but without him, because we always rode together. I mean, I can't remember a time when we weren't riding together. So mm -hmm. when he got hurt, I definitely took like a few months off of not riding, and then I remember riding without him. Mm -hmm. I think I went riding with my buddy Justin. And it was, you know, it was just a little weird. It was like, wow, Kenny's not here. Like, right. You know. That's got to be tough from seven years old on. That's, yeah. that's all that no, you it, really it was definitely remember. Tough, but, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a long time. Um, so yeah. fed off each other. We constantly pushed each other. Yeah. You know. Uh -huh. And you kept pushing him while you were uh, recovering as well? Um, I mean, you know, growing up riding together, but yeah, I, I would always, you know, Russ would, once he was riding again and showing me, you know, clips and stuff, I always would, uh, you know, be inspired by his riding and tell him, like, 
that like I love seeing him watching him ride so it was always right good and you know we we always kind of exchange words about riding so yeah um, post injury post injury yeah, yeah yeah right and uh, yeah I'd say the last time I rode with with our man John Lee we were probably at La Revolution uh, East Coast Terminal so? oh yeah, cause yeah. That, I think that was 2003 yeah probably that was one of my um, one of my biggest and best contests I would say I rode pretty well there in amateur um, mm-hmm. Russ uh, yeah it, it was it was a good I think Clint Reynolds got first I got second and like Dylan and Ryan Smith were third and fourth but I uh definitely did some things there that you know never have done it was just one of those contests where you're so yeah, you're fired up inspired yeah. and fired up by like other good riders yeah so yeah that was a good contest and John Lee's the man you know another East Coast yeah. Oak Park guy him and Reed Carlton uh-huh. Matt Veach we met all those dudes back in the day they they built up Oak Park one of the most nostalgic you know Long Island trails Right. But yeah, those are right up the street from here. Yeah. That close? So They're probably I, a five minute drive. Yeah. yeah. I went in the nineties. I had no idea I didn't know where I was driving in the nineties. I just knew I was driving. <laughs> yeah. How did we even do that? I don't, I don't know. Because we didn't have phones, we didn't have anything and I somehow we all found each other. That's like true. we find the yeah. trails. I know we weren't dropping pins. No. <laughs> I'm asking Russ to tell me where the staples is tonight. I'm like I should be able to do that on my own, wouldn't you think? But yeah, I hope yeah. Yeah, but my, you shorten the search for me. I appreciate it. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's so cool that that whole thing was happening back then. Yeah. And I I love talking about the '90s with friends that are that were also, you know, in their that are in their 40s now that were also you know in their late teens, 20s right. back then, because we I, everything was done just by like one phone call, landline, of course. <laughs> um, and you just got some vague directions of where to go. You know, it's behind the supermarket. Just don't park here, but park there. You know, and then just follow the trail. You know, it was that kind of thing. But yeah, I'm but. still fired up from the trails. We had a good session today. Did you have a good session? Yeah. Did you do? I didn't do what Sean Real did because that was fucking nice. nuts. Oh, that transfer was amazing. Oh God, that was nuts. Oh, my God, I I was just happy with the transfer. And by the way, Shauna's with us, as well as Brian Schlick. I'm getting better. One of the main builders at Flatlands, Brian and Jay, hold it down. They killed it. That's right. They've been killing it. The trails are so fun. Absolutely. And And Lauren, is that right? And Lauren, hey, you're you're with us. You're on. on. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, that was so rad because I was happy with just the transfer, Sean. And, And then you just kept going all the way through the line. I'm like, how did he possibly... It don't count if you don't make it. It, it don't count if you don't make it. I know that you're that's that's your dealing. You can have it, buddy. As long as I can watch you, I'm happy. All right, so let's uh, let's throw in a couple of John Lee ones. Uh, talk about how awesome your father is. Uh, oh man, Chippy, he's the best. It take a while, but we could try to condense. Nah, he's the best. Uh, hey, maybe that's uh, all it takes. He, I mean, he, you know, he did. So much for for me with BMX. I mean, he. Uh, so my mom brought me to the racetrack originally, and when I was whatever eight or I think yeah I think it was eight, 
she put me in a hockey helmet <laughs> with some crazy pads on and, and like a crazy outfit. <laughs> she know she she knew that I needed like a a helmet I and mean, I didn't have a pro tech at the time or anything, so and I used to play hockey. Yeah. Which didn't last long, so she threw the <laughs> hockey helmet on. So I rolled up like Crew Jones. Yeah, rolled up like Crew Jones. Didn't he? Ha- didn't he roll up with the hockey helmet? Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's in so red- someone in a horror movie. Yeah. I can't remember right now, but <laughs> so yeah, I rolled up. I rolled up like Crew with the hockey <laughs> helmet to the racetrack, and then I started loving it. And then yeah, my dad realized that I loved riding, and he just uh, he helped me build some jumps in my front yard, and then. Me and Kenny would ride those every day, and then we were almost getting hit by cars because we'd have to pedal across the streets. So yeah. then they moved the jumps to the backyard, and, um, and then so we wound up having jumps in the backyard. We tore up, you know, we had that's here. Yeah, that's right here. Where, oh man, you know, my, it was a beautiful backyard. We tore it up into <laughs> crazy, you know. And my dad rented a bobcat, and we built all this. You know, we built all these jumps with a few. A few, uh, a few of the trail guys came and helped design a little tracker back here, and then. Uh, yeah, that's when you were in your teens, then, right? Yeah, yeah. and then he, no, he got involved with Shoreham the racetrack, and then I was there every day because yeah. he was on board with the, with the, uh, with the track. So, yeah, he, you know, he pretty much like. If it wasn't for him, I don't know. Yeah, and he he, j- he just put in so much time to the track and mm-hmm. and just driving us to nationals every weekend I don't know how he did it yeah. I really don't because I if I had a kid if I had a family with kids <laughs> I don't know how you could t- every weekend go right. to a national and right I just don't see how that's possible but he made it he made it happen so not, thanks not to you. thanks to my dad not everyone has and my mom has that, so yeah yeah Chippy Annette we love you yeah, absolutely. And uh, Chip's around. He's around yeah. today. Yeah, he lives He's... up the street. Okay, got it. Your earliest BMX memory. kind of want to hit you up, uh, both of you up on that one. That's a good one. That's um, from John Lee, by the well, way. Still. My first BMX memory is what got me into BMX. Um, my next-door neighbor, who, right there. Um, yeah. Next-door neighbor, this guy named Chris DeLuca, he... Mm-hmm. He was like ten years older than me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just a badass kid, a little punk, like always <laughs> blasting music, just being a punk. Dirt um, bikes. Yeah, he always had quads. he always had dirt bikes and quads riding up the street, blah, blah blah. But one day, he brought out his BMX bike, and I was I watched him hit a jump right in front of my house. It was pretty much like a grass curb cut. <laughs> Oh and I can remember it so clearly. He did a tabletop, like a, a Vic Murphy style or a Superfly style tabletop. Super flat with the bars totally, you know, sure. totally turned 90. And he caught a lot of air off of this grass curb cut. Mm-hmm. And I, it was the first time I seen anyone in person, you know, fly on a BMX bike. And I, yeah. that was it. Like that just got me hooked. So that was my first memory right in front of my house and that got me, you know, that got me hooked. And then, mm-hmm. so pretty much my next door neighbor got me into BMX, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. A, a grass curve, curve cut. cut. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. That's wild if you think about it. No, it is. Because it's right in front of my house too. You know, that's what's that's what's real cool. Right. You know, a lot of a lot of people are like, oh, because I watch X Games, but to me, like, seeing that seeing that dude fly and do that trick. You know, flat table, which is still one of my favorite tricks. Uh-huh. Not that I do it like that; I do them different. But Did that's you do what a, a table to a turn down at Kiko last year. I swear I filmed it. Yeah. I think Soup's filmed yeah. it also. Yeah. Well, but you did a really good table to a turn down. It's a one foot table to turn down. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. It was a really good combo. I remember watching that. But Kenny, how about you? What was your first experience? I think my first experience. My mom took me to Patchogue Bicycle, which is now Long Island Bicycle. I think we were just getting a tube, and someone was out front on a GT Performer, I remember. Because that bike is... Had to be George Gallo. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It might have been. <laughs> and they were doing endos and, like, all kinds of crazy stuff just on, like, a uh, parking, you know, block curb. And, uh, yeah, it just, it looks so fun to me. Yeah, they were doing, like, mostly flatland stuff, which is something, you know neither of us have ever dabbled with but um it just looks so fun and then i got a bmx bike and then that's i would say the next you know shortly after that is is when i met russ and then he told me about his bmx bikes and then he told me that he races at shoreham so then that was huge and then he's like do you want to come with me and watch me race so i went once and that was it I start, I was hooked. Yeah. Chip set me up. I started racing right away with him. And I remember when we met, your your bike had a. I had a coaster brake on my bike. Yeah. And oh. you had a bike that could a go a free wheel. Yeah. And I was well. I'm I'm, talk, I'm saying this as if it's back then. Like <laughs> yeah, right, right. I was like he he did the endo on the on the garage, and rolled back. And I was like, wait, your bike can go backwards. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I was amazed. I, I couldn't believe it. So, and that's when we, that's when we like clicked. And that's when you, you know? invented the free and then our, yeah. we, And then that's when like, you know, we started our like, every time we ride, it was, we have to push each other, push each other. Yeah. From that day, I feel like, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is from John Lee also. We occupied similar spaces, but at different times in BMX talk about how the scene transitioned in the early 2000s oh man 2000 how old was I <laughs> well you would have only been at that time 12 that was I mean that was like our prime peak like riding with everyone yeah early 2000s like and literally riding with everyone Greenport that was like the prime prime days so what, King of Dirt too like King of Dirt stuff? yeah uh, he's just asking how the scene transitioned in the early 2000s so you know, a lot of us stopped in like '98 to 2000. Right? Yeah. You know, a lot of us stopped racing anyway. But so maybe it transitioned from that's from racing to yeah. It's kind of when we started street and trails. Heavy yeah, I think I think um, we had a strong scene in both. We had there was a strong scene in racing and yeah. trails and skate. And at that time, we were getting we were getting a lot of skate parks popping up, indoor, yeah. outdoor skate parks. So. I feel uh-huh. like um, even when I left the racetrack, there was still a solid crew of guys who yeah. I knew from the racetrack that were either at the trails or the skate park. So it, yeah. di- it didn't really affect, you know, nothing. It didn't really like, uh, 
The scene just continued? And, yeah, like it never slowed down. It was just moving on to something different, whether it was trails or ramps, you know. I got you. I'm going to finish with uh, John Lee's section with the comment that he said. He said, lastly, I want to say to Russ, you've always been a positive energy in this world. Your kind of, your kind of spirit is inspiring. Oh, thanks, John. Uh, yeah, it's, That's awesome. John's thanks for selling me my fun. first BMX bike. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, let's go to, here's an interesting question. Tell us about your relationship with, with uh, Robbo, with Rob Morales. Oh, Just, I mean, I think we covered a little bit of we, that, but... Yeah. We did. You know. But, you know, obviously from, what, Glen Cove, right? And not too far from... When did you first meet Rob? I met him at the racetrack at Shoreham. Um, I think I my parents actually yeah. introduced yeah. me to him, and I knew of him, obviously, at the time. Right. And then, like, I've, I think it was shortly afterward, they're like, yeah, Robbie's moving in to the apartment on the side of the house and I was just like what? Oh, it was that soon yeah After, like it okay. was it was like pretty soon oh, and okay. then uh, I thought there was more time and I was always like I always like you know I couldn't believe he was living at my house because at that time he was like you know he was that was his like not his prime but he was very he, he was on at the time it was Etnies Fox like yeah um I guess T1 mm-hmm. you know that was when he was the ter- uh, part of the terrible ones and yeah, I, yeah. I I remember one night it was like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock on a school night I was in my pajamas I was young I was like fuck I don't know 13 or something 14 yeah. maybe 12 I don't know no, you're maybe no maybe like 12 actually yeah. that's when he was yeah maybe no I was probably like 12 or 11 or some shit yeah for sure I had Definitely. yeah and so we get I get a knock on the door and I go answer it and it's Robbie, Joe Rich, get out I think of here. Taj he right around when expendables came out. Um, <laughs> and the filmer this is this is back this when is they T1, were filming sorry. Expendable Two. Yeah. So yeah. they were in town filming for Expendable Two, which yeah. is an yeah. amazing video. And so I like opened the door and I I thought I was dreaming. I remember I like rubbed my eyes thinking I was dreaming. Because I, you know, I was late. Uh, I was probably already half asleep, and I was in my pajamas. Yeah. And I was like, and I and I and I really, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it might have been a onesie with a zipper, but I think I don't we know. actually. No, I wasn't that. I wasn't that young. I think we definitely um, had onesies. But I remember they were like whack pajamas. I wasn't. I wasn't like. With your friends, were you warm? I was like embarrassed when, and you know, my idols are at my front door. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm in jammies, but whatever. <laughs> so we go outside. We take a photo. I'm like super embarrassed, but super stoked at the same time. And uh, and yeah, that was like that was so cool, you know. Yeah, he used to when he lived there, he used to get so many packages, boxes of fresh gear, you know. And he had this closet. There's a closet that separated my parents' house from his apartment, and I guess he used to stuff that closet with with product and stuff. And there'd be stickers coming out of the bottom of the door, and I every day. When I come home from school, I used to check the bottom of the door to see if any other stickers oh like would come out, and I'd get like clothes hangers and try to like reach for stickers, and I'd pull out like the big Primo stickers that were on the ramps back in the day, yeah. and like those big Etni stickers that they yep. used to put on the ramps. He always had those big stickers for some yeah. reason. Oh and yeah, that was like 
I would look forward to coming home and like trying to find more oh, stickers because back to, then stickers were like the shit. Yeah. They, they still are, but <laughs> and he used to give us stuff all the time. But we we were all of four foot five. Yeah, we were XL tiny. T-shirts, right? <laughs> right. And we still are. We see. Yeah, we did. We they looked like dresses on us, and we rode them. They got caught in their back tire. Oh, and and so I don't know if you put this in his podcast, but I had a trampoline. <laughs> by his window by no, his apartment window no I don't know and, about that and then I had a trampoline bike yeah. and I used to jump on the trampoline <laughs> and look in his window <laughs> while I was high enough to see through his window and see what he was doing, while doing it and he would get so pissed because the trampoline's noisy you know it's like whatever that sound <laughs> and uh now he tells the story and it's funny because because no, I used to I used to look in the like jump and look in the window uh, a lot you know and I, I'd pretend I was on the trampoline bike but really I was just trying to see what he was doing. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I was. Oh, that made this whole interview worthwhile right there. <laughs> just, just the whole visual of right, you like, jumping, so trying to go higher. Right higher. There. I see something. I see the top of his head. I see where the pants at. Meanwhile, he had a girlfriend at the time. And he was probably, you know, oh. hanging out with her. Yeah, so then he was really close. <laughs> a couple from Jay Emmerich. Well, this is kind of funny. Is it true Robbie made you buy a new Colt because you didn't know how no, to use a bike no, rack? No, this isn't true. This is... This is not from Robbie. This is from strictly from uh, Jay or Justin or no. It did happen. We were on the freeway. We were living in California, uh-huh. um, and me and two of my buddies. And this girl was. We talked to this girl that we met into driving us down to San Diego to ride, and she had this shitty little Geo Metro hatchback. Uh huh. And we had we borrowed a bike rack from someone and we put them on and we were all super stoned and you know weren't really paying attention. So we put this bike rack on, three bikes on the rack, driving down the 405 or yeah. whatever it was, driving down to San Diego. We're super stoked because we've never been to San Diego, uh-huh. and we're smoking a bunch of weed on the way down there. And uh, the bikes like we look, we we hear something, and uh-huh. we we all look back, and our jaws are like on dropped and the, right. you know we're just like no and the bikes just they fall off oh, no. all three of the bikes with the rack fall off <laughs> oh my god and we're just like holy shit you know and so we tell the girl to pull over she's like no no i don't have a license blah blah, blah. I can't. <laughs> so so she's like but i'll get off the exit off. and i'll loop around so we loop around we drive yeah. past where the bikes were and the bikes all all the bikes are under a Mercedes truck crumpled up blah blah, blah. oh no someone hit and them so all. and there's parts all over oh, the freeway no. so we just keep driving to San Diego <laughs> really and we're no like bikes. yo you call Robbie no you call Robbie no you call Robbie so oh, nobody wanted to call him so I called him and I was like all stoned and I'm like hey man sorry we lost him and he's like what do you mean he's like we lost the, dog? the bikes you lose? <laughs> So, yeah, so he found out we lost them, you know, and he's like, all right, we'll get you set up, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Somehow Muller, Chris Muller, found out that, he found out through someone that we were, we were stoned when we put the bike rack on, and that's why we lost them. The and when he heard, the, maybe? no, 
it was from a, someone back here at home. Oh no! That we told and the, uh, whatever. It. it was through a bike shop yeah, yeah. that we told what happened. There. I got you. Uh, and then so Mueller, once he realized, found out that that's why they fell off. He didn't like that, and he made us buy. Uh, he made us buy bikes. Oh, that's it. Even though we rode for fit at the time, but right. whatever. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. Hey, it's all part of your story. Yeah. And there's two. So let's hit this fire thing because I don't understand this, but. Oh, man. Um, Jay also asks How long did it take your hands to heal after you lit them on fire at some rich guy's house? And then Brendan Vale says, Why did you become so flammable last summer? Yeah, last. No, this was last winter. Last winter? Last, no, two winters ago. Uh huh. I, it was my first winter that I stayed home in like years, actually. Yeah. Because I had a bunch of injuries. I like separated my shoulder in the beginning of the winter, and then I had this. I lit my hands on fire at work on an accident. Both of my hands were just melted. I couldn't use them for weeks. Really? Had them in like yeah. Both of my hands were just melted. Um, and recovered from that. Did and you then, have something on them? Like, that, that obviously... Yeah, I had to like have, like, mitten. Like, I had to wrap them up, you no, know? No, I mean, for them to turn... To, for, them, for them to be flammable. Yes, be yeah, I was working on a crazy um, liquid alcohol fireplace in, uh, okay. in Manhattan on this, like, million, million-dollar apartment. Yeah. Whatever. It was just okay. an accident. Oh. And, yeah, pretty much my hands were on fire. and wow. had to smother them with a blanket to save the apartment. And then I recovered from that, and then I burnt the shit on my leg. So yeah, that was like a winter of just. This was too. Oh, that was a winter of just like. The winter of, of, of fire burn. and, and <laughs> wow. burns and injuries, but whatever. I have to say, you've come through a few pretty. I can never tell like that you're not that you're healed, like because even when you're not when you're injured, you don't show it. Like, it's, yeah. I, mean, I don't know how you hide it so I don't know, well, I just got hurt at Caddy for the 4th of July jam, which was like... This year? Yeah, this yeah. Past, like this past July at the yeah. jam. Um, and I was just a small fall. I just like, I missed a lip and smacked into a landing and hurt my knee, like bashed mm. my knee up a little bit and it took me out for like three weeks. Like, I, I uh. couldn't ride for three weeks. Oh. And it wasn't even that bad of a fall. That's what scares me, you know, it's like, mm. I don't know. With this knee, with not having much ligaments in it, it's like... Oh, you didn't have that... that I wasn't wearing... completely? Oh, no, I never got surgery, no. You never I, did? I backed out of surgery. I got scared. Yeah. Wow. So, that's going to happen eventually, but... Yeah. We'll ride it, it out. Once it does, I mean, you see where BMX has progressed to. Yeah. I mean, it's... We'll ride it out until, you know... You could ride for years once you get that fixed yeah, up. Yeah, I know. You know? Uh, all right, we'll, we'll we'll get through a couple of Nick Rosano questions. Oh boy! D- don't worry, I hey, I take care of my friends. All right? Hopefully, you filter. <laughs> I take care of my friends. It's is selective veganism a thing, or or did you make it so you could eat fish in Mexico? No, I ate, yeah, I ate fish in Mexico. It was delicious, and we were at a beach in the middle of like there was nothing around us, and the dude we were with, who was amazing surfer caught the fish that day it was a snapper and it was like we were starving and we just got done surfing and he had this fish over a fire and he had tortillas and salsa so yeah like i'm gonna eat that fish it was, you refuse yeah yeah 
maybe just a vegan in the states, but not when you leave the country. No, I'll eat if there's if <laughs> I can pescatarian. Yeah, if I can find if I can find good quality fish. Now you would talk from about clean that. water. Yeah, if you could, you know, I'll, I'll mess with just it. like oh my god. <laughs> that was oh the healing process. man. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Did you see that, Sean? Yeah, I see the first hit. Oh. <laughs> Well, the first hand is the second one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That was another dad joke. What's that? You're Nick's probably jokes. got some bad questions. No, no. I, we get them out, all right? Yeah. Trust me. Um, and I love this question because, as you know, my son surfs. Uh, he yeah. asked how you got into surfing and when. Um, I can kind of hear why. It's in our background right here where we're doing the podcast. We are yeah. on the beach, people. We are yeah, like we this are. is the most amazing spot. I have to tell you, this is like heaven. Yeah. yeah. I I may not leave tomorrow or <laughs> Sunday. I don't know. I can get to work from here. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, so how did you get into it? How did I get into it? I got into it later. Only like I feel I feel like six years ago, maybe or or yeah, around six, five years ago, right? Yeah. That's yeah. when you jumped in. How long have you lived here, though? What? Your whole life? You've oh, been yeah. in this house? Yeah, besides when I leave in the winter. Is that built Oh, okay. Yeah. And you didn't surf up until five yeah. or six years that's ago? What, that's like, I wish I started earlier, you know? I wish yeah. I started when I was young, but Damn. you can't go back. So it's like, yeah, my buddy Nick, I mean, he kind of got me into it mm-hmm. and helped me learn how to surf and yeah. taught me a lot with surfing and then I got so hooked on it when I like there was a while it was like a while where I was like oh this is so hard blah blah and then once I like really caught my first real wave you know like once I really like caught a nice wave yeah. I, I was just so hooked and uh-huh. I remember the first summer where I was really surfing I was like surfing almost more than I was riding Really? You know what I mean? Like I was just like, yeah. because it was so new to me. Everything was just so everything was so exciting. It's like, right? Obviously, like I know a lot of you know, riding is like. I mean, you can never know everything about riding, but right. surfing there was everything was interesting to me. Like mm. all these new shapes of boards and different ways, and I don't know. I was just so, I was so like amazed by it that yeah. I wanted. To everything to do with surfing and learn, every, you know, yeah. and um, yeah, I love it. I I really do. And luckily, living on Long Island, there's a bunch of you know good surf out here. And yeah, surfing when I'm home in the winter is really cool. Which I thought I'd hate surfing in the cold, but it's actually really it's it's really cool. It's really peaceful because yeah. there's no one on the beach and there's barely anyone in the water. Right. Um, but it's you know it's freezing and you're you're like yeah. you you roll up to the beach you're like what the hell am I doing like it's, yeah. it's snowing it's, out like why am I it's when the best you know, waves are no. it's it's really cool I, I I love it and I'm looking forward to you know a lifetime of surfing mm-hmm. ahead of me there's so there's so much to experience and so many places to travel to and it's like it's similar to BMX it's like I want to go to Barcelona and see these different street spots, or I want to go to these trails out here. Or uh-huh. Like, it's the same with surfing. It's like I want to go see this wave. That's you know, it's just I don't know. It, 
it's cool to have someone to actually have asked both. that question about the parallels between the two. So you're you're saying there's so much. I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty similar. And my, my the the best day I think I could have is is a surf and turf, which me and Paulie were doing a lot less the past few summers, or or even in the uh-huh. fall. We'd, we'd go surf in the morning and then ride the trails in the you know in the evening or daytime and it's like those two together go so well Uh because you're like you're surfing and you're you're feeling that transition and then you go to the trails and you're it's all you're all you're trying to be smooth in both situations you know and you're gliding you're gliding on the water in the morning and then you're trying to glide through the woods in the evening you know it's like I don't know to me it's like it's you're in the perfect spot for that because most places that people live are either really inland yeah which must drive you crazy when you're in Texas or well Texas I got to surf the wave park in Austin and that was like so cool yeah that's awesome and now there's a new one in in Waco Texas that's even better than the one I surfed is that Kelly Slater's no. Where is his? His is in California. But oh, it is? Okay. There's two in Austin, in Texas right now that are really fun. And they're probably going to pop up more and more all over. Ah, all right. Um, since you're in the middle of it, uh, I got a slew of uh, Hallahan questions. Oh, yeah. And Lucas had actually said exactly that. How is, how is the BMX Trails culture similar to the surf culture? And how is it different? The culture... Um, I guess you could say some trails you go to you might get like vibed out a little bit if you don't know what's what's you know if you don't know it's the, the locals or whatever right right definitely. but they're probably cool you know it's just you, you you don't know yet and then it's the same when you roll up to some surf spots the locals yeah. will vibe you out or you might think they're vibing you out it's so, more in your head. Yeah, but it might be just in your head, you know. Because or you there know. is some. I mean, I've I've been to some surf spots where they're just like they just won't let you get a wave or whatever. Yeah. You know? I don't really understand that part of no, surfing I yet. I don't. I that's the one thing in surfing that I, that I still don't get. Yeah. Especially, I don't know. Here in Long Island, it's like we don't we don't have like the craziest perfect waves where you have to defend them. Right. So it's funny when people are like defending a two-foot longboard wave. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> come on, dude! Like it's the ocean. Like right, it's right. not. It's not your wave. Like I don't care what you right. say. So that right. part of surfing I don't get yet. Maybe I will one day when I get better at it sure. or something. But to me, it doesn't make any sense. You know. I noticed that you went with Garrett and Garrett Burns and his son Noah on their way back. Probably to New Jersey after the jam. Oh yeah, I seen them this week. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. And a guy like him, for sure. I mean, he's he's on the Jersey break near Belmar oh, yeah. or around Belmar. That that's yeah. I surfed with him. Crazy. I surfed with him a lot last like last fall and went and half the winter when I was home in Jersey. Or? No, out here. Oh here. Okay. Yeah, he would he'd come out to Montauk a lot uh, or um, Long Beach. Yep. Yeah. Long Island and. Uh, He's an amazing surfer. He surfs just this how he rides. I feel like which you never. I was because he doesn't say anything about it. Like, no, he he's but so he, modest. I remember like I mean he's obviously 
been surfing way longer and he's a way better surfer but yeah we were out at this spot this past winter in montauk yeah and it was really cold it was snow i think it was snowing out and we go up on this he takes me to this spot called uh i think it was called turtles uh-huh out in montauk and you wind up you hike through the woods and you get out on the bluff and overlooking the ocean you're looking down and He's like, yeah, that's where we're going to surf. And there's all these boulders in the water where the waves are breaking. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I was scared, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the waves are pretty big. But I'm like, well, if Garrett's, you know, if Garrett wants to surf here, like, obviously this is the spot. And So we go out. And he's on a little five-foot He's oh, on a little five foot board, and I'm on, like, a seven-foot board. And I'm, like, yeah. trying to catch these waves. That, but I'm nervous because the rocks. And he's just, like, he takes one little paddle on his little board and just starts cruising and he's just super like flowing I don't know he's just really good at surfing he makes it look awesome well you know what just like everything else he does no no doubt yeah as well as being an amazing father because I spent some time with them on uh, Saturday yeah when we were at the the beach when we were just at the beach this week his kid was like building the fort and And he's so supportive he's like Build the fort, yeah. you know, do whatever. His son had to, like was getting into mud and stuff at the mount at the ski mountain. He didn't care. Perfect dad was like his son had a blast. Let's get money. So what? You know, like some parents like, don't get mud on your shoes. You know all that, all that shit. But he's he's such a great guy. I just so glad I met that guy yeah. when I did the, uh, the podcast. It's even oh, yeah. even awesome, even more awesome that that you're telling me that you spent a lot of time with him because he's. The guy's amazing. He's just got a personality that you that's calm oh, yeah. and focused and yeah, definitely, does definitely it look way. up to him for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Back to a Halloween question. When can, <laughs> this is from Nathan? When can when can we meet uh, you young. and Garrett Burns to learn to surf, Nathan? Yeah, I want to. I really want to take those kids surfing. Yeah. With Garrett, I think that would be like a really cool experience. And I think they would probably be better than me right off the bat. Because <laughs> those kids are good at anything. They, they definitely I don't are. Even, I don't know if they're real, those kids. They're like, we, you know. We've talked about that. Like, for a while, I didn't even know if the parents really existed. I thought they were raised by wolves. <laughs> I asked if I could be sense. adopted by them, but. I asked too. I don't you know, know if but they're down. You'd have a better chance than me. Let's finish on Shane's because I. I uh, Shane. Shane. Shane always has something. When's the last time you played Dare Dare? Dare or Dare? I played it with them after the, uh, where were we? Where were we? We were at like, uh, we were coming home from Wheel Mill or Ray. We are at Wheel Mill. We were coming home from Wheel Mill. They were were playing it. And I like, we were all at a a Chipotle and they were playing a game. Yeah. And I, I jumped into their table and started playing the game and I dared. Which one did I dare to? I dared one of them to put a dread in their hair. <laughs> I forget which one of them it was. They have long enough hair, it's easy to do. Yeah, and they did. He did. He put a dread in it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll take you guys surfing soon. Yeah. And we'll make it happen. It. They would love it. And Garrett, with Garrett and Noah, too. It would be amazing. But you kids are ripping. Keep it up. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I mean, I live kind of far from a break they live even further yeah they do like yeah. we go two and a half but hours but they travel so they much they have to go like six hours to hit a break no. yeah 
but when you're into surfing it's it really becomes apparent like how far you are away from it yeah before you don't care you just say oh it's just a beach trip is a beach trip mm -hmm. you know but yeah. surfing changes everything yeah. when you know there's a good swell coming and and it's during the week and you're supposed to be working <laughs> kids supposed to be in school but you're like but there's such a good break yeah but anyway uh zappa lives asked what ended up happening to the shasta oh that's it <laughs> it was a camper that was in my backyard and we had a ramp next to it and so it was a ramp with a camper right there and yeah. we had some fun times in that camper yeah well, it got sold. It got what? It got sold. We sold oh, it sold. I think it's stolen. Let's see. Let's go to... Do you have another? Uh, you told a really good story about Robbo to, to, to begin with, just with this place, jumping on the trampoline. But Nick Rosano also wants to know, on, on an average 100-mile trip, how many miles do you actually look at the road versus the versus Instagram? <laughs> I, I, I'm guilty of driving and looking at my phone. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. 50-50? Uh, let's see. All right. That's why I got three three tickets <laughs> driving with my, looking yeah. at my phone. But it ain't smart. And I'm, no. I don't do it much not anymore. not at all. I'll just listen to your podcast while I drive. Yeah. The, you gotta watch it with that too because that'll put you to sleep sometimes. No. But the, I have a good story about Garrett's podcast though. Dude, you hit it. So I was oh. like, I was doing, it was... I listened to it like a month ago or whatever. Uh-huh. This was part one. Uh-huh. Might have been more than a month ago, whatever. Part one was pretty heavy. So I was working this job where I was um, hired to do some work that I never did before. Mm-hmm. At this really, really expensive house out in the Hamptons. It was, it's like in really high-end house. So my work had to be done perfect. You know, I couldn't like half-ass it. Right. So... I was trying to figure out this new process of what I was doing. It uh -huh. was metal work I had to do, like, I had to stain it with different chemicals and stuff. Stuff I've never done before, but mm -hmm. I was figuring it out, and I was having a really tough time. And at the same, the same week, um, some of the cult guys were in town on a trip, and they were staying in Brooklyn. So I was super distracted because I had, I wanted to be on the cult trip, and I was trying to figure out this new, pretty much this new job. I was mm -hmm. like, and it was really tricky because I was working by myself on it. And I was like freaking out. I was like, I can't do this. You know, I'm, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to say fuck it. Yeah. And then I listened to Garrett's podcast and he has, he talks about like being at work and like, you know, while you're at work, you might as well give it your all because you're there, and you know, focus on your when you get off. You you know that that's your time to do whatever. But while you're at work, you might as well be at work, and you might as well like have your mind there and like not mm -hmm. say fuck it, just do your best. And mm -hmm. like I don't know, after that, it changed it changed everything, and and my work came out like way better like and I don't know I just had a better way better week after listening to what he said and I told him this week this past weekend at, at 
at the jam that you threw. I was like, uh-huh. dude, thank you, because you, you helped me through a tough week where I, my head was somewhere, my head was somewhere else. It wasn't at the job, and it totally showed through the work I was doing, which isn't wasn't acceptable at the at the house that I was working at, right? Because right. everything was perfect. So, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was cool to like thank him and and, and it just it helped me out so much, you know. So thank you, I, too, I, for I, doing the podcast. Cause. Th- these are the reasons that I leave work at 2, 2.30, yeah. drive all the way down through the <laughs> shittiest traffic ever. <laughs> because of... Because nah, of, there's no traffic in New yeah. York. What do you yeah, mean? right, right. Well, and thunder... And thunder it don't cost... Yeah, it doesn't cost... Thunder and lightning. A ton and, of tolls you know, to get into New yeah, York and all or out of New York. It, well, with all that said, it was it's all worth it because I wouldn't have known that unless you told me. Yeah. Like I get nice messages here and there, and they are, they're really humbling, and it's super, super gratifying to hear that kind of thing. It's no, but I haven't had that where like, I mean, I've, I'm, you know, I listen besides your podcast, mm-hmm. like I've listened to a few others, but right. none of them have hit me like like that. And, and I guess it was the week that I was going through. I was mm-hmm. going through like something right. where my mind was somewhere else, which happens to me a lot. But and it's mm-hmm. like I have to work on that a lot, but. Mm-hmm. He, Garrett, totally like. He put me, put me like in check and made me realize like, all right, be here now. Like, if you know, you might as well. If yeah. you're at work, you might as well be at work. Like, he, don't think about all your buddies that are, whatever, wherever else. Like, you'll get there when you're done with work. But or your, I wish I was surfing post every. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that was another thing because out front of the yeah out front of the job. Um, so it wasn't just two things; it was three things. Yeah, out front of the job that I'm working, I work, I'm working on the ocean, and mm-hmm. there's like, I just watch the waves all day because the house is all windows. So, <laughs> so it was it was all three things. It was it was watching the waves out front of the job. Mm-hmm. The cult dudes, the rest of the team was in Brooklyn, and. And I was re- having a really hard time figuring out the work that I was doing. Right. So it was three things, right. and I was like, about to have, you know, about to just walk give out. Up. Yeah, not walk out, but I was just gonna be like, fuck it, like half I can't, ass. you know. Yeah, I was like, I was half-assing it, and then so right. he, he made me, he changed like, you know, he made it all good. So. Garrett's a special guy, you know. He, yeah. he really is. I, I'm really glad that he that he put that out there because you know easy for me it's not me like he's he's talking about himself in some pretty vulnerable ways and and really helped a lot of people I got a, I got a lot of response from that I oh hope, you did oh That's yeah awesome. huge response he's by far the most downloaded you'll probably episode. get no response from this <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised you'd be very surprised <laughs> Very surprised. Um, that's I'm I'm really appreciative that you mentioned that because it's it's awesome on Garrett's end and it's for me on my end. It's it kind of uh, reaffirms what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Just gives me more motivation to do it. So anyway, uh, Nick also wanted to know your favorite video part of yourself. Myself? Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. That's like Well, no, you know what. The one that, the one that I like the most was just like this edit that I made 
Vish, Vish, the cult filmer, made yeah. it back a few years ago. I forget what they called it. It's like Escape to L.A. or some shit. We filmed it in L.A. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I went out there for a winter to film. Rented a room on my own, you know, like, stayed out there for a while and just filmed. And I was pretty stoked on some of the footage I got. But then we were at Robbie's wedding. Mm-hmm. And this is this is like after the f- f- however many months I was out there filming, because when I go when I go out there I I like to stay for a few months because I don't I I take a while to film, so I stayed for like four months maybe five or six I don't know, and filmed this edit that's not all I did but whatever right, <laughs> and so the edit's done we're stoked on it you know and then we go to Robbie's wedding. Mm-hmm. And Robbie has an amazing wedding. Yeah, we go. We all go out to dinner last night after the wedding. Uh-huh. Bunch of the most of the team is there. We go to dinner. Um, we go back out to the van. The van's broken into. Vish's camera's stolen. All our bikes are gone. Blah blah blah. And then Vish is like, "Dude, I'm sorry, but your edit was on my laptop that got stolen." And and we lost your like everything's gone, right. so like a whole winter of filming was gone, and I was so bummed. Wow, you remember this, right? Yeah, I was so I was super bummed. And then and then like he hit me up. I think like two weeks later or something. He's like, dude, I just found I I filmed it, I filmed it on my phone. Like looking at the computer, like I filmed, you know, I filmed it from my phone on the computer. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's gonna look terrible. Like, but yeah. so I was like, so you have it? He's like, well, kinda. I don't know if it's gonna work, but yeah. I'm gonna try my best. So then he puts the edit out, and it it was in black and white uh-huh. because he he had to make it black and white. But I thought it was great. Like I I was like, I don't even notice. He's like, dude, the foot the the quality isn't so good, but whatever. I'm like, dude, this is fine. Like, I'm stoked. Like, I right. can't believe we have this. Like, yeah. So I think that was my favorite, just because I thought it was gone, and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just like some of the. I like, but the Hawaii one was good too. But that was like that was recent. Right? That was all. That was the whole team. That wasn't just me, obviously. So no, no, no. But that was recent, right? This two past years. winter. No, one. this was that was like two, three years. Two, three years ago. I don't know. Maybe they do it. A- They've done it a well, they just times. did another one, but that was yeah, a different yeah. thing. Was, I got gotcha. you. Okay. That was my favorite trip, probably. Uh, Pedal Driven Chris and Kyle Meeker both pretty much asked the same thing. Favorite Long Island trails of all time. Ooh. What trails have the best locals? Oh, boy. <laughs> what trails? Oh, boy. Oh, we happen to I have, can't answer We this. happen to have reps from, uh, yeah, I can't from, answer from two different <laughs> trails here. All right. I, I'm going to get beat up by you, Jay. You know what? Let's just throw that out. That's Pico. In this. Let's just say they're tied. Everyone's tied. Yeah, I've been. Dig- you ever I've ride, been. Uh, Sebs back in the day. I was yeah, pretty course. young, but I used to go and watch and ride the little pump track well, thing. What about uh, what was Soup's other spot? What was that? Port. Uh, port. I used. To, port yeah. trails. Yeah. Port yeah. trails were fun. Yeah. Port yeah. trails were super fun. Hooligans was super fun because it was. We had Hewlett. It was more of a Good party idea, than. Let's uh, go back to like. Best trails in the 90s. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, and then we don't have to worry about it. Well, like, everyone's so okay. I remember, like, you know, going to Hooligans. Uh huh. Hooligans was super fun because it was, 
It was a party, and all those dudes were like, every. I feel like every session we had, there was just a wild party afterwards. That was fun. Yeah, they used to bring kegs in there. I don't know. It was Seven Eleven. But wow. lately, lately I've been going to this little set of trails called Two Fifty by here by my house. And but the reason I've been going there is because a bunch of young kids who are locals at the racetrack, they're mm-hmm. trying to learn to jump so they could be better at racing, you know, and mm-hmm. just to learn to jump. Right. And so I've been working with them. And that's been super cool, teaching them to jump and and working that working with them, jump by jump and seeing them you know progress every time we go to the trails. Right. That means a lot to me and like it makes me feel like a kid again. You know, like watching them clear a jump and the smile on their face, like mm-hmm. when they clear that new jump that they haven't jumped yet. I don't know. It's, it's just super cool. Watching the progression of them, you know. This was a comment that Pedal Driven Chris said that uh, he wanted to give you big props for helping the kids down at 250. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yep. Those no, that's why I brought it up. He he acknowledges it and says it's it's a huge, yeah. it's awesome. No, it means a lot that. to me. I mean, I love I love working with kids, whether it's riding or or surfing or whatever. Like, I, I I'd love to work with kids one day, like as a job. You know what I mean? And sure. teach them teach them everything you know what I mean yeah. whether it's gardening or New Jersey 856 wants to know how's the newer TRF ride compared to a lot of the other street style frames Colt puts out I was riding the TRF for like two years I guess which is like it's the trails race frame and yeah. it just it's pretty similar to the others it just has a longer back end I really liked it I, I did um, but I just got the new I just got the new Corey Walsh colorway, which is a Chase Hawk frame, and Corey's one of my favorite riders, so yeah, that's where I got that frame. I had a uh, Chase Hawk, but it was a little tight in the back end for me. Yeah, it was like yeah, it's not it's too long. Like, no, I think slammed. It was like yeah. maybe even under thirteen. It was it was short. yeah. I'd like I'd like right around a 13. little bit longer, but I'll take what I got. Now. Yeah, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Plus they make they make longer frames too, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I never got to try a TRF. Uh, one of my buddies got one, but I, I didn't get to try one. Uh, Grady Corbett. I don't know what this Grady. means, but I love Grady, so I have to say it. He says, Bombaclot, what is this all? And then in parentheses, I, I said, what is this all about? <laughs> What's Bombaclot? Bombaclot. Bombaclot. <laughs> uh, Grady's funny. He just, like, throws stuff in there, and a lot of you know what he's talking about, but I'm yeah. sure the hell don't. Should we? So we wait, that's the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it well, my, it's, it's more my question because his statement was Bombaclot, oh, and I'm like, said? what the hell does this mean? Bombaclot just—it's like a—it just means like ah oh, shit or like you know what I mean? Like it's ah there's many different many different sayings for it, many different you know different interpretations. Yeah, well, it does alter your alter wants to know who's the saltiest dude in New York BMX? I know that answer, but... <laughs> That's all right. I don't think he listens to podcasts. Because he's not. so salty. Because <laughs> he's so <laughs> salty. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Right, we can leave that alone. Howie's pretty salty, but... That's my boy, so... Oh, like, yeah, sorry. yeah. It, but Howie wants to be salty. Like, I he, think he does. I don't that's know. That's what he's putting out there. Braces the salt. Terra's salty, but it's in, like... He can be salty, you know? Right. When you, you know, like, when you've had, like, 
ten of your trails plowed, I think you're oh, you you're have like yeah, you have a pass yeah. to be salty. You know what I mean? <laughs> I I agree. And he he means it. And totally, he's not a hater. No, he's no. just. He just yeah. knows what it takes and, and knows what it's like to have it all just yeah. torn down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right, right, right. I think he just appreciates when a place lasts, you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Northeast Bad Boys, they want to know, why Long Island? Northeast Bad Boys. That's, I don't know. I ask myself that a lot. You know, there's a lot of places where that I spend time at in the winters and stuff that I love. Mm-hmm. And I think about... You know, I think about staying there full time or whatever. Like a, a place like Austin or something. Sure. But I don't know. Something always brings me back here, you know, because I leave every winter. Yeah. And then something always brings me back, whether it's a job or, you know, just kind of, I guess, you know, comfort of being around what you know. and. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you know, I have, I could surf here, I could ride trails I have an awesome group of friends here mm-hmm. awesome trails and there's always work you know whether it's in Manhattan or out east or whatever mm-hmm. favorite BMX video from Alter or Alter I really like the cult let them talk video just cause I don't know I was so involved with it you know what I mean like I pretty much Moved to California for it, right? That was for that. Mm-hmm. Right. And for the Talk is Cheap video. I, I was just like, yeah. I was so involved with it that I had to, you know, I lived it. Like, right. I had people, teammates staying on my couch and just every, you know, it was always like, so I was fully, you know, Navaz, the filmer, yeah. in the beginning was like, he was there, you know, staying at my apartment and we were living it you know i'd watch him edit all night we'd go out on we'd go to the bar and come home at 2 a.m and he'd be editing the rest of the night and it was just like i don't know i was just so involved with it you know and like yeah i don't know so i I gotta you know besides all the classic videos that obviously everyone loves and that was the you know to me like to be a part of that video and to be involved that much you know i think that was yeah. Has to be, and w- still when I watch it, I get that like, I get feelings, you know, where I'm like, right, holy shit, like I remember that day, I remember every minute of that day, like, mm-hmm. so I don't know, those are, let them talk and talk is cheap. We're definitely, yeah, you know, like my it. favorite videos. You know what? I'm gonna tell you a quick one. Mike Amaris from the from Toronto. Oh yeah. He wants to thank you for leaving Pulp Socks for for little Mike. Yeah. Uh, when he was at Shroom the other night after hearing about Michael breaking both his ankles. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that made it, it made him smile through a tough time right yeah. now. And that kid's just a ripper. That kid has no fear at all. Oh, no. Which is why he has two broken ankles. He's, he yeah. just, he'll try anything. Could yeah. have something to do with being clipped in as well. Imagine having two. Right. And actually, Kenny, um, I forgot to ask you. Your nephew is riding, and yeah. I, I think last year he started, right? Yeah, one year now. So, so that got you back to the track too, right? Exactly, yeah. And it's it's awesome because he's doing so so good. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's definitely got my genes. It's my little prodigy. Uh-huh. Um, and having Russ, Russ and I just like really help him along the way. Yeah. Um, seeing his progression too has been amazing. Like Russ just said it. 
we go to 250 tra- those trails 250s right. and uh he like he's he's now jumping like he's oh yeah he's doing really he's just learning to jump and he's just so stoked yeah, yeah. and he's doing really good so i could just you know I'm gonna hopefully just move through him watching his BMX career grow. Right. So I'm very right. excited. That's awesome. Yeah. You've shown huge support because I I follow it and I see it. And I'm like that is so cool. I know. Yeah, it's he's only 10 years old, so it's a perfect age. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, he's he's loving trails, and that's the good thing. He's loving trails, and as well as you know, he has a race bike and a trail bike. So. Is he going to 250 also? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. You may have said that. I yeah, just yeah. missed it. Yep. Um, is Chris Briganti the one that's still kind of helping Yeah, he's really nice guy. Really Chris. nice guy, yeah. Oh, I used to look him up a lot. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah Chris is yeah, a good no, guy. No. I feel good having him involved as guys. I think it's Chris's birthday either today or the day after mine. Really? Chris, happy birthday. Having that next generation involved and going to watch it, watch him progress and talk to him about it must be so awesome. Yeah. Your uh, is it your sister? Yeah. Your sister's this is my sister. So yeah. your sister and your brother-in-law must love it too. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, they do. My sister, it's it really touches you know her heart because she knows how much um, you know BMX meant to me and everything. So it's right. And this he literally like this is his one and only passion right now he was playing soccer and baseball yeah he just did it and he dropped them completely a report in school about yeah yeah no way when i heard that i was like holy this kid loves being he he literally is hooked he's uh, my sister gave him the uh the green light to get on instagram but she obviously is monitoring it sure but he follows all of our rider friends all pros yeah and it's just like when I go on Instagram like midday and I see him put like a video up riding and I see like my friends like Russ or someone commenting yeah. like it's just seeing him interact with this little guy and, and he's nine years old and he's I mean, ten yeah ten, but he's whatever. but he's That's very very smart and intelligent like yeah. he's yeah when I go to the to the trails with him I, yeah. I feel like a kid again yeah. I'm just yeah. like I'm so stoked but, hope to meet him at some point That's yeah definitely know. Next year, uh, I'll be there. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll take it. Well, we'll see him before that. There's a lot of stuff going on this fall around here. Oh, yeah. um, patio's going to have one more jam. And then yeah. there's someone's... There's like a birthday jam or something it's for patio. somebody. Patio for Tara's. All in the same? Tara's birthday. Tara's yeah. birthday is... Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Does he turn 40? He's got to be. Yeah, it, might, it makes sense. I think so, yeah. Is he, I don't know. Is he 40 yet? makes sense. He's got to be right there. That'd be fun. No offense, Keith. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to bring him a salted pretzel. <laughs> uh, Tom Stefano wants to know, how's your knee, brother, over summer has been sick? Uh, he's a good dude, Tom, too. Yeah, I think Tom he just went through a uh, knee in- or some kind of injury as well. He wrote me a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, I think he's been recovering all along from or, or his yeah. foot injury. Uh, it's where been quite a bit, yeah, foot. Like, yeah. It was serious. Like The way yeah. Soup's described it, his foot was practically yeah. hanging on by a piece yeah. of skin. Yeah. Like this past winter... I went out to California to film for the new cult video. Mm-hmm. I heard it twice this winter, and each time I each time I heard it, yeah, I wasn't even doing nothing crazy. I just stepped off the bike wrong, you know, and it, it popped, you know. Ugh. And now that, that's like that's like two weeks off the bike right there. Yeah. Anytime I, anytime I, you know, heard it, and then, uh, but yeah, it sucks because it's like the last weekend 
I was in California filming for the new cult video. Mm-hmm. I had like had this thing that I really wanted to do. Two things I really wanted to do. Yeah, I just I just like I didn't even fall. I just stepped off the ledge wrong, mm-hmm. and my knee popped. And I knew that was you know I knew that was kind of a wrap for that trip because it take right. it would would take you know two to three weeks for me to get back on it fully where I, to the point where I could film again. You know, so right. I don't know. So it's tough because you know I, I wanted to have a part in the new cult video, but of course I, I got to film a few things that I'm happy with, but mm-hmm. you know. It is what it is. It's, uh, I'm excited to see that see that new video. And, when are they dropping that? Um, the premiere is in September. I'm pretty sure. In California, you think they'll do a premiere, or do you think they'll do a couple I, of them? I think they're doing the premiere. I know. I mean, obviously, they're doing a premiere in Cali, but um, they might do one in the East Coast. I would think. Eventually, we'll, we'll definitely do one out here. Yeah, that would be cool. But I forget where the, it's going to be sick. So check it out when it comes out. Let me ask you a couple of Justin Crofton questions. <laughs> I, I Don't worry, I sorted through them. So anyway, I'm just going to give you a couple either-ors. Manuals or ice picks? I know it's manual because I've seen you at every yeah, jam manual. that I throw. You're yeah. doing the manual Man- contest and you're killing it. Sure. Yeah, manual, man- yeah, yeah, over ice picks? And for for a few time? years ago, I would have said ice picks, now I say manuals. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Although I busted my ass this week <laughs> doing a manual. I was leaving the beach. Uh, and there was a, a hill. No, there was just. <laughs> I, I walked my yes. bike onto the beach, and so my bike was on the beach for like an hour or so. Yeah. And then I was leaving the beach, and there was a hill, a hill bomb back to the back to my van. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll just manual down the hill, you know. Yeah. And I'm manual, and I'm cruising, going kind of fast, you know. Yeah. No shirt, just sandals, <laughs> and, and board shorts, <laughs> and I'm manualing, and my brakes don't work because I. They're all wet from right. you know they're all wet from being on the beach, right. and I looped out so bad oh, and no. slid on my ass oh. in board shorts, oh. ripped up my board shorts, oh. sandals blew off, oh. cars were behind me beeping, and I was just oh, like, shit. holy shit! So life life isn't necessarily was, better in board shorts. Uh, not not right you know then. That it usually is though. Yeah, right. It right. Usually is. Now we'll say ninety nine percent. Of the time, life is better in Boyd. He loves he loves ass sliding. You know, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Just like in Rad. Um, all right. He also wants to know. Justin Trapp wants to know. Tender trap or tap room? Oh, oh tender trap. trap, of course. Yeah, no tender doubt. Tender trap or tap Just room? Daryl. No doubt. That's a great. Uh, yeah, Daryl. I love you, brother. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. it's it's awesome that we have the tender trap. Yeah. Which is you know it's like an hour away from here, a little further, yeah. but you know. We're able to throw BMX events there. Any idea that we throw at throw at Daryl, he's usually down for whether it's a premiere or some sort of fundraiser for someone or Mm -hmm. you know he's always down for for anything BMX related at at that bar. He definitely is. So that's super cool. Matt Tropical is pretty good too. Oh yeah, cool yeah. I like Matt Tropical because I can actually. It's more low key. When I'm drinking, so I I know I'll be okay. Yeah. Doesn't work that way at Tender Trap. No, Tender Trap is you full, find out when full it's speed. Too you got yeah. <laughs> It's too late when you figure it out yeah, there. Yeah. Before you know it, there's a wrestling match in the yeah. <laughs> You never know. Exactly. Uh, tables or turndowns? Turntables. Uh, <laughs> turn yeah. Turndown for what? <laughs> um, Split it. I love turndowns. I guess tables. Tables, yeah. I like them. Tables are classic. 
Uh, but when you snap a turn down, that feeling is good yeah, too. Good I don't know. Definitely my yeah. favorite. That's a tough question. What do you guys think? Your your three sixty turn downs, I believe. No, that's a look back. Look back. Oh, okay. Yours yeah, are, three yours look are, back. Yeah, I guess it would be look back. Those are awesome, Sean. Those are my absolute favorite. Yeah, it's every time I see him, I'm like, damn, he was cranked. Oh my god, he was cranked. Folded. Uh, wall rides or tire slides? Mm, dang. <laughs> Another <laughs> hard You know what? Shit. I'm watching He's you fucking watch. Yeah, uh, Justin is, not <laughs> me. I, I picked him out. I think tire slides because... Yeah, tire slides. I love watching the ones tire that slides, for sure. Garrett does. And like, oh, some people course. just do them so good. Yeah. Garrett, Garrett yeah. does them real good. He, he, yeah, he does. Good job, um, Justin, dude. Dropping yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. That's in between all the bullshit you wanted me to ask. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just, Justin, Justin's good. If you could bring back your mini ramp or the T1 ramp, which would it be? Oh, in T1 long? ramp for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's got a lot, a lot of history, right? I mean, that's yeah. not my part of my. I've never, you era, know, but, riding a ramp. Yeah. Oh man, the memories of yeah, it. Ah, yeah, that ramp was. Yeah. Incredible. Even though I tore my knee apart on it, but. <laughs> Which wasn't, which was funny how it happened because it was the last jam oh, at the T1 ramp. Oh really? Yeah, it was. It was that last that last jam, which was yeah. That, that was that was the jam where I tore my ACL. But so that jam was like, it was so fun. Yeah. I rode all day. Rode you know. I I felt like I rode pretty pretty good. You uh-huh. know, for me, I was pretty psyched on how I rode. Right. And then uh, and then I chilled out, had a few beers, and bunch of the locals, awesome skaters, started skating, and they were ripping it up. Slayer was on, and I just got psyched, and yeah, I just got super psyched, and I got back on the deck, and I was like, all right, I'll take a few more runs, you know, Yeah. and I drop in, and I, I take another run, mm-hmm. and I'm hitting this hip that's out of the main, out of the mini to this big extension, it goes into another big hip that's so fun, and as I'm in the air on the hip, Mm-hmm. Um, this girl walks across the flat bottom, no. so I took my foot off, cause I, I probably would, you know, I thought I was gonna hit her on the way down. Yeah. So I took my foot off in the air, uh-huh. and never put it back on. And I landed from pretty high up with my foot off, and my knee just went sideways, and boom, that was oh. it. And I couldn't get back. I couldn't get off the ramp. I couldn't get back up the ramp. And that's yeah. when I realized, like, oh, I fucked my knee up real bad. And then, literally five minutes later, my good friend Brian Hunt, he tore his ACL doing an ice pick, and he looped out. A few minutes later? A few, like, ten minutes later, oh maybe. God. So within the same, you know, that, that jam took out two ACLs. You know what I mean? Wow. All right, well, but it just sucks, because I didn't even fall on my... I didn't right, even right. fall. I just, just landed stop. with my foot off, and that was it. Like, oh, okay. Not even a stomp, you know, just a drag. Whatever, it was a fun jam, though. Wow. And then the following, you know, right after that jam, I think we slept on the ramp that night. Yeah. A few of us slept on the ramp and started taking the ramp down that next morning. And yeah. I didn't even know, you know, I didn't know how to tour ACL. So we, all week we took the ramp down, and I was working, you know, working on it hard and you were there for that when they first started taking a ramp? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a tough it was tough because um, I remember Joe Rich asked me to 
he had there was that um, extension quarter I forget it was like the skinnier quarter that was part of the mini ramp that he loved he used to blast everyone used to blast it but I don't know Joe said that that was his favorite that was his favorite quarter that was his favorite quarter ever and he went to take it down he had the saws all in his hand and he he went to like you know tear it apart and he couldn't do it and he handed the saws all to me he's like Russ can you do this can you you know Uh you need to you know take the ramp down and I was like man you really want me to take your favorite quarter ever right down you want me to do it <laughs> and um luckily he got that last photo where yeah. i don't know if you've seen it where he's blasting that quarter and there's a bunch of like the ribs from the ramp yeah. are in there like i did so that yeah room, yeah right? it's like a, such photo. a good photo brian hunt actually asked a question it said describe your love for austin and margaritas Ooh. I love it. <laughs> I love Austin. I can't wait to go back. Uh, I've been going there like almost every winter. I think I skipped a month or two in the past like eight years. But uh, I don't know. I love I love the vibes there. I love all my friends there, and it's just uh, it's just easy living down there, you know. Luckily, I have a good group of friends over there that put me up and and you know got places to stay, and all the dudes at East Side are super cool watching them ride is amazing um maddie nutter clint they were some of my favorite riders so shouts to those dudes who hold it down also ashley charles killing it yeah i just love it i love it there i love the margaritas especially if brian hunt's there i can't uh, can't wait to get back nice street's fun to fun to mess around on but yeah all the austin homies there's been so much about Austin. I just have to go. I have to just go oh, yeah, to see. You, yeah, we do. you know, there's so many amazing people in Austin and yeah. that I've met. I've, I've been fortunate enough to interview quite quite a few of them. And uh, anyone from Dugan to to Nina to oh, yeah, who's an original Long Islander. Yeah. Um, Austin just sounds awesome. It just sounds like uh, a place that you. People like us would visit, not stay, maybe. <laughs> but awesome yeah. experience. But because uh, it's got to be hotter than hell right now down there. Let's go with Tara. Tara goes. He gets right to it. He wants to know early BMX influences, which I think we talked about. But is there anyone else besides, say, like, like Robo and? Well, yeah, definitely Robo. Tara was a big influence. Yeah. Um, Tara yeah. and Brian Irochi. Mm-hmm. Brian Shoemaker was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he was just wild. He was, yeah, true. Yeah. He was super Happy loose. Shout out to them guys. Yeah. yeah. Darren, Darren. And it's so cool yeah. that I'm getting to ride with those guys again. You know, they took uh-huh. a little break, but right. getting to ride with all them again is, is really cool. Um, yeah, those are like the, you know, the local influences. Right. And then obviously there's, you know, a ton of other ones from... But locally, the dudes who I'd see at the, you know at the trails around here and at the track. Yeah, definitely. All good guys, definitely from my they're from my era too, and, and just a little younger, but still. Yeah. They were influencing me, and they were five, six years younger. I mean, they were amazing. Oh yeah. They, they're the ones that I believe created the Long Island scene that it is. Oh for sure, yeah. Still, you know. Uh, 
But this is a good one. I like this. You don't have to go to five unless you can easily, but uh, top five bands, Keith Tara wants to know. Damn, top five oh. bands. I'm going to go I like with... The, I love the music questions. I'm going to go with, like, top five bands that I've been listening to lately that have been getting me fired up. Uh-huh. You know, and... Uh, People want to know. Lately, it's been... This band, Floor... Yeah. Um, and a bunch of, and they're in a, he, they're in a bunch of Chase Hawks videos. This band Stick Figure I've been listening to a lot. It's like reggae. I've been listening to Ecom's band, Ecom King's band, yeah. Secret Cutter. They get me pretty psyched. They just released a new album too, yeah. right? Yeah, I went to one of their shows not too long ago, and it was nuts. I watched Ecom drop kick a girl. <laughs> And she was so stoked about it. If you ever get to see him play live, so you should be check like him hardcore? out. Kind of? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. So Floor, Stick Figure, Secret Cutter, any other ones? Um, any go-tos that you turn on when you just want to hear something? A la las. I'll always, a la las, I like to listen to before I go surfing. Yeah. That gets me, you know. Yeah. Mellowed out for sure, and then uh, listen to a lot of like older country. Hank Williams, I like that. Uh, junior. No, yeah. ori- original. Hank original. Williams. Original. Okay. Hank Williams. A lot of people yeah. like Junior too. Yeah, I like um, original. Throw me a couple bands, Kenny. Couple bands. I want to know what what a guy that's so successful in business and sales <laughs> listens to. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like a lot of gen- genres, but reggae, I do get. I do get pumped to reggae, especially yeah. Me and my sister love it. Russ loves it. Yeah, you know, all good like, real good reggae. Barrington Levy and all the Barrington yeah. Levy. I'm yeah. looking all these up. This yeah, one, right? check them all out. Yeah, like classic rock as well, and sometimes you know when I'm in the party mode, we'll get into like some uh, tropical house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's go. I'll ask you both this: favorite winter travel location. Hmm. Either Austin. of you can take it. Austin. Austin. You uh, thought you went to a lot of spots there the last day, last trip because you were able to spend a bit of time, right? Was uh, it part I of? I stayed for like two four, months. Or? Part of Andrew's trip. Your Andrew no. York's. No, we we well, started at I started at Swamp Fest this winter. Oh, you met. And then we did, did that. Meet up with we them? did like a week long trip in Florida, and then I drove to Austin. Yeah. From Florida with like Delecky and my buddy Garrett, and nice. we made a trip out of that. And then I stayed in Austin for a while. Yeah. And I picked up some work down there, which was cool. And yeah. Thanks to Corgan, Corgan set me up with some work. And, good. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's got to be my favorite winter location. Sorry. If it was a surf trip, it'd be different. Yeah, right. Somewhere You'd be Costa like, Rica or somewhere. Yeah. Mexico. I did Mexico, Mexico this winter. Yeah. But uh, when I was down there, the waves weren't so good. Yeah. There were some waves, but it wasn't like the normal Mexico. You know, it wasn't like. Yeah. So yeah, I'd like to go back. Too, I'd like know. to go back this winter. Yeah. yeah. Bring my bike. I didn't bring my bike. What you go to, Kenny? Winter spot. Every winter, I like to kind of hit a new destination. You know, uh-huh. uh, I went to Costa Rica with all my boys a few years ago. It was fun. Always, I always meet up with Russ. 
um, at some point probably every winter in California. This past winter, uh, we had a really, really fun time. I met up with Russ and we just cruised up to uh, all over the PCH, thanks to Sean McKenney for letting us use his apartment and truck, um, and awesome. Leo. Yeah, it was very fun. So every, uh, where, whatever escape I can get, you know, it's always, uh, we make the best of it. And like, you know, it's for their destinations that I've been dying to go to. So right. probably hit those this year. And especially, I, I don't know how I haven't. You've been to Austin either? No. So maybe we should all, we should definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let's go. Yeah, it I haven't good. either. Let's do it. Yeah, all of us. Awesome. Let's do all it. Right, so we're it's all fine by me. Done Have you deal. been to Austin, Sean? Yeah, he no. There you go. Leave. Yeah, he won't. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to put a brake on to go there. Nah, that's definitely <laughs> not happening. <laughs> 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 to even to ride that east side, is it east side? East side yeah, is a huge ride, one, right? You can ride it very close. I don't know. I I've don't seen people think ride about it. It place freaks me out. I love watching people, but it's like I can't even imagine. That was Tara, Tara's question, and one last Tara question. This is easy: trails or rails? Trails. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we all gain the most out of trails for, you know, every reason. There's Definitely. so many reasons. He digs too. He digs. He digs. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> Russ digs. Trail surf wants to know what's good on that surf and turf, uh, Outer Banks, in uh, shotgun trails or Montauk yeah, and know. Kiko. Well, Ooh, I he just went North Carolina versus New York, didn't he? Yeah, that's, well, he's, <laughs> that's your boy. Where, where is he from? I think trail he's from North Carolina. Probably. It's trail surf. Well, be. I haven't been the, I haven't been surfing down there, so I can't Same. tell you. Yeah, you this know. is pretty good. Yeah, my right. talk's my favorite place it's to surf for sure. Yeah. It's amazing. Not I that mean, the other banks is. Kiko is just <laughs> yeah. fucking awesome right. every time. Right. Dude. Right. <laughs> every time you fucking roll away from Novo and you're just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, impromptu question. Sure. Um, uh, Russ. <laughs> So, uh, you and Nahomo, when are you guys going to get over your clash, dude? Yeah. What's, we, what's good? You got jump, issues with Nahomo? Yeah, it's just, it jump scares the shit out of me, but, you know, <laughs> I got to jump. Foot, well, long You've hit it? Foot. Yeah, I've hit or it. Or you haven't? No, yeah. I've hit it. Yeah, yeah I've hit it. It's, it just scares the shit out of me, like, every time. It's shit because it's been about two tree, you know, <laughs> two tree years now. No, I hit it last. You got, hey, you got it this year. Last fall, for sure. Is this, yeah, is this why? Right, we is, get some video evidence. Is this why Eltham Eltham asked, "Are you the most scared person in the world?" No, but that trip that I was on with him <laughs> in wherever we were at Barcelona uh -huh. and London, they were scaring me a bunch. I'm I'm pretty jumpy, so yeah. uh, you can get me pretty easily if uh, you want to try. I see. Chase Hawk okay. is real good at it. Yeah. Oh, Fuck man. you, Chase. <laughs> All right. I, I don't know this guy, but I have a feeling he's from around here because he's, he's commented on a lot of, uh, for a lot of podcasts. He just goes under A underscore J A H H A J A. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he wants to know what's up with the Rascats. Oh, um, I still all. see my good, my good friend Justin Crofton. Uh -huh. uh, the other dude, Sean. Uh, I don't see him at all. I don't know where he's at. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is this there. like your crew name or something? Like, uh, like it was. A, it was our crew, like a while ago when we when we like started making web videos and stuff. We were yeah. making these 
There's all three of us, and oh, we okay. make these web videos for like fit, and they got a little little popular. Like you know, yeah. people liked them, I guess. It was like we'd always put like reggae music behind it and shit. Nice. Kind of like yeah, it was cool. <laughs> all right, let's go with uh, weird and re- weird and revered wants to know what's something you could do less with in life. That's a really good question. Hmm. That makes you think. Yeah. I'll tell you what I could do more with. <laughs> uh, I could do less with. Yeah. Well, you just take the opposite. You know. It, oh, man. What I could do less with. I'm not saying a word. Problems with your sprinters. <laughs> yeah. I could do less, less, less with, work, uh, less work to my van. That'd be cool. Really? You've had the yeah. issues with the sprinters? Yeah, a lot of issues with, with my van. I don't want to dive into that. I don't want to talk about that right now. No. But the smaller Superfly version just got have, a minivan. Dodge Caravan thing is sick. It's Ooh. they're so awesome. You can sleep in. It's yeah, so easy to pack a plate. Yeah, but that's something I could do less with. Problems with my van. Problems with the van. There you go. There's the answer. Right, I so probably should cut. Question. How about? Uh, I'm sorry. To no, no, you're little. fine. You're what fine. About, what about Africa? A couple of years ago, you went out to Africa for yeah. What like about a month or so, right? No, I wish I stayed a month. You were out there for a while. You were hurt though, right? You hurt your knee. Well, no, I hurt. I had a sprained wrist before oh, the trip, wrist. and oh, I thought yeah. I was gonna heal up. You had already bought before. Well, yeah, it was. A, it was a Red Bull trip. I don't know why I got invited on it, but <laughs> whatever. They invited me on this Red Bull trip out to South Africa and Namibia, and it was insane. Really? But I couldn't really ride. I was hurt. Like I had a. I had a sprained wrist, and any. I could ride like skate parks but we didn't hit one skate park you know we, we were riding street most of the time but the one time I did ride I, I messed around you know I cruised around but I couldn't like film anything because any drop or any anything would hurt my wrist so because it was sprained but we did go to this we drove for like two days to get to this ditch which was an old diamond mining ditch in the middle of nowhere middle of Namibia which is desert largest desert in the world and so we drive to find this crazy ditch and when we get there we had no clue if it was going to be rideable or what the tour guide just heard about it and we get there and it's this huge miles long worth of ditch that's pretty much a huge half pipe with a little stream running through the middle all concrete And it had any every sorts of transition you could imagine with sub boxes and war rides and wow. it was the craziest thing I've ever rode in my life for sure. Huh. In the craziest place, like. Did your cell phone return with you? No. <laughs> yeah. So that that trip, I also I lost my cell phone. Well, I left my cell phone at this restaurant on accident. That was the second night of the trip in Cape Town, which is, Cape Town, if you're in Cape Town, it feels kind of like any other city, like you, you, you might forget you're in South Africa, because uh-huh. it's like, where we were at was like real nice and whatever, yeah. so I left my phone and the tour guide, I realized the next day when we were already gone, I was like, shit, I left my phone at the restaurant, so he called the restaurant, and they're like, yeah, we got a bunch of phones, it'll be here, so we, he's like, don't worry, we got to go back through that way anyway when we get back to Cape Town. We fly out, so I was like, "All right, no sweat." 
So I go back to the restaurant a week later after the trip's done, and they're like, no, we don't have your phone. I'm like, all right, whatever. I fly home, and I go to this Verizon store to get a new phone, and the lady looks at my phone bill, and oh, I had shit. a $12,000 phone bill. Oh, my God. <laughs> so when I left my phone at the restaurant, someone grabbed it and was using it, and they were calling all these other countries in, in Africa for a week long, and they racked a up offense. a $12,000 phone bill, and Verizon wanted me to pay for it. They told me I was responsible, blah, blah, blah. And it was like months went by, and they're like, yeah, you just got to start start a payment plan. I was like, no way, like, you know. So I had to get, like, uh, I had to write this letter, mm-hmm. and finally they dismissed it. Really? But, yeah, for a while they were trying to get me to pay 12 grand. So don't lose your phone in no. Africa. Or if you do, shut it off right away. Do Hello, AT&T's back up. Yeah, there's a dollars a second. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone bought... Oh, it was Gary Young. Oh, yeah. Gary Young got completely screwed on a, uh, a laptop, I believe, or something. They gave him the empty box. Yeah. They did, like, a quick switch. Oh, damn. And he ended up with an empty box. It was, like, it sucked. I just want to acknowledge a couple guys. Chris Janis, he, uh, through Caddywood, said, What's oh, your yeah. favorite thing to ride, ramp, street, or trails? You answered that as trails. Trails. Uh, Your trails. <laughs> that's right. Now, Chris, that whole crew is amazing. Thank you, Chris. Uh, um, thank you. You guys kill it over there. No doubt. Inspiration. Yeah. Solid humans. No doubt. He was there last weekend ripping yeah, it up seen at, him. The, at yeah. the benefit jam. He was on the side hack, right? Uh, yeah, was he he took, a, I was think he, he went side with his daughter or his daughter went with someone else. Yeah. I, no, I think he went with his daughter. Or I've seen, seen him on one of them. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. He was, yeah, they were hanging out there. Um, Jack sure wants to know how did your trail background influence trail background influence your street riding style? I think more like uh, racing background influenced street street. Yeah, I think that's more what it is. Full speed. Yeah, Just I don't it. know. Like whenever I was like trying to ride street or, or f- film street, I'd always try to be more like not landing rough and like taking a bitch crank here and there like a lot of people do now and right. just trying to keep that flow throughout mm-hmm. a line you know yeah not trying to go one mile an hour like you see a lot nowadays which i don't like but uh justin crofton this he wanted to know would you rather work for copperwood specialties again <laughs> or have another signature colorway from Colt, or be a fashion model for the tafari which i think is the south african question right? i can't answer yeah, that i don't right. even know what to say all right we'll skip that one sorry Justin. all right but it was Good question. Good question. well well done justin well done um all right i want to ask the he's supposed to be here i invited him but Did he? Yeah. um all right hang on i'm almost at the end here Brendan wants to know... Oh, actually, this is kind of funny. I'm just, it's a statement. What's it like to know so many jerks with so many so many, with so many questions? So many jerks. Is, well, I guess he was kind of one of them, but... <laughs> just kidding, Brendan. You're awesome. Malali rules. Oh, yeah. Uh, he does some hard work. See you there, Sunday. Sure. Yep. Uh, let's see. Local Mike wants to know... We already know the answer to this. Um... You know what, let's just acknowledge it. Uh, local Mike. He wants to know, is it true that lo- Robbie lived above your garage, which we know, yeah. at your parents' house when you were growing up? Any stories involving that? We we did enough of that. The trampoline was enough for me. 
Uh, the call me John Jay wants to know what it was like staring in Lonely Island's Roz Trent video. Roz Trent. It's like... I don't know what the hell that means. It's a, it's, it was a Saturday Night Live skit. Oh. This dude, they say, looks like me. It's a famous... It's like a famous actor who dressed up with, like, fake dreads and everything. And, I don't know, it's... I can't explain it. It's, it's another, like, inside joke type of thing. But. Yeah, that's all right. Two more. How'd you come up with the Meserol tea? Uh, and really, this is, this is a shout-out to Andrew, because I, I, I think Andrew's awesome. Hell yeah. Andrew's a good dude. Yeah, Andrew kills it. He's doing a lot for the BMX community. He does. Out in Manhattan City and Brooklyn. Um, how that design came about for my shirt, we were at a strip club in Florida on a roll trip. Not what I expected, but go ahead. And the strip club, I forget the name of it, but the logo of it was Did whatever. So the, the strip, the name of the strip club, like the logo for it was like whatever the name was. And then there was like a, uh, like, it had like um, red lips for one of the letter, one of like the dots in the letters, like I with the lips. And then there was a palm tree mm-hmm. at the beginning for like a T. Mm-hmm. In the in the word in the name of the strip club, so we just like took that and put it onto a Meserol shirt. I don't know. That's kind of how that came about. So, Fuck, what was the name of that strip? Club? Pa- Palms, I think. Have you ever had a painting of you by a, a famous artist? Yes, I have. Really? Yeah, I had a um, I had this artist approach me out in the Hamptons a uh-huh. while ago. Right. It was a weird, weird looking guy. He asked me to take my photo. So yeah, sure. So he invited me to his house, and then he took me in his basement, and he made me. You got double weirds there. (laughs) Yeah, it was it it was getting weirder and weirder. Made me made me take my shirt off and stand under this like special light. No, so then then he asked me to crawl down in the well. No, no, so whatever. So he took my put oil on my skin. No, he he just took my photo with the shirt off, whatever. Then I left. I didn't hear from him for like two years. Of course, you were stuck in his basement. No, and then I he sends me email. He's like, hey, check your email. I sent you something. I open my email. Picture of his shot. And no, it was just it was it was the what I thought it was the photo of me. And I click on it, I'm like, oh, he just sent me the photo of me, that's weird. And then I was like, oh, that's cool, man, thanks. But it and was. he's like, he's like, did you look, like, did you look at it? That's your new painting. It's, no it's, um, how tall is it? He's like, take a look at it, that's your painting on a, and it's, and it's gonna be a seven foot by eight foot portrait of you. Really? And I was like, what? And I look at it, the painting was so good that yeah. I thought it was a photo. Dude, when so I clicked real. on it. And I was like, so and I told him, yeah, I yeah. told him, I was like, hey, sorry, I, I, I thought that was the photo you took. Like, that's how show, clear it is. And he's like, things. he's like, yeah. no, that's that's your new, that's the new portrait. I'd like you to come to the gallery opening. Really? And so I go to the gallery opening, and I'm like in the, the Hamptons or whatever. Uh, it was. In the Hampton, fancy Hamptons gallery oh, yeah. type of thing, and yeah. I'm like the, um, I'm his newest painting, so I'm like the head of the show. Oh my gosh. And I walk in, and my portrait is just hang is huge seven foot by eight that's pretty big to see your face that big wow and uh everyone's like oh it's you it's you blah blah i look at the price tag on it and it was fifty five thousand dollars 
Yeah, his his paintings are worth like Whoa. a lot of money. Did you ask what your cut was? I was just gonna say his my cut was two. Free. Kenny and I are thinking the same. We're thinking this got to be a percentage cut. Well, my, he gave me two free prints, which that I were did. worth a thousand each. Which it's I then sold for Ross and got three thousand <laughs> each. And he gave me like a huge banner that's in my in this house. Mm-hmm. You could we could take a look at it. It's like it's huge. Really. So that was cool enough. For that's me. really yeah. cool. That's and then he sold it to a museum. Denny the Squid. Denny. Russ, you are a true Long Island shred captain. What maneuver or tricks have frustrated you the most or ever? Because I don't think think the world has ever seen you mad. No, lately, it's weird. Lately, the simplest trick has been frustrating me. It's a a normal tabletop. I used to do them what I thought is decent. Yeah. And I started doing them opposite, doing opposite one for the tables. And I, I didn't do normal tables as much. And then... Every time I like go to really click a table, my knee bothers me. So I'm like, oh shoot. I don't know if it's mental or mentally or what, but I'm like, I'm not doing tables how I want to do them. Uh-huh. And like today, I was trying them on this right hip, and I was just like getting frustrated. I'm like, why can't I click it like I used to? You know, like yeah. so that's like that's that trick's been frustrating me, even though it's the simplest trick right. and it's like one of the first tricks you learn. You know what? I didn't get to ask this before, but. Weird and Revered wanted to know what's your favorite story from a cult trip? Favorite story from a cult trip? Favorite I don't know. Story. Anything that happened on the cult trip in Hawaii was my favorite. <laughs> do you have favorite guys that on the team? Do you have do you have guys that you really connect with on the team? Uh, yeah, Alex Kennedy. Yeah, every time we're on a trip together, I really enjoy that. Although, mm-hmm. I won't see him for a while unless I go overseas because he's not allowed back in the States for a while now, so... Um, what do you do? Overstays welcome? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to throw this last one to Kenny. And I'm going to say, of the time that you rode, if there was one thing you wrote, and this is a, a Nick Rosano, um, I'm kind of twisting his question for, thanks Nick for giving me the, uh, the okay to do this, even though I never asked you. Um, if you could ride one thing forever that you rode back in the day, what would it be? What did you most enjoy riding? Wow, it's a really tough question. I mean, I, I truly love trails and the King of Dirts in New York, all, everything dirt related. Um, but I really, it's a tough one, but I had probably the most fun on the Greenport mini ramp. <laughs> you were gonna fucking say that, yeah. dude. <laughs> mini ramp. Yeah, out in Greenpeace. I, I don't know if you've ever been there. It's a, it's still there. an iconic no. mini ramp for yeah. Long Island. It's it's very popular. Oh, we worked it. Yeah. yeah. We worked it. It's yeah. a, a six foot with a, a spine uh-huh. um, and some extensions on it. But yeah, you could go. It's one of those minis where you could pedal your ass off across the deck, jump in, and you could hit, you know, it's a, I don't even know, 36 foot wide spine. Yeah. You could hit it like, you know, wow. full throttle. Wow. Um, so, yeah, there was kind of no better feeling than airing that thing out. Uh huh. And just that, it was that simple, just airing that back and forth. Crack. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just freaking boom. Yeah. I would say up, no one place I miss the most is. Either Boondocks or Panamoka. Panamoka was unreal. Boondocks had that like chill pump track, so you could chill and just like 
mess yeah. around and then, you know, go down the hill and you'd be one, you you know, yeah. What was your favorite line at both places? What was your favorite line at Boondocks? What was your favorite line at Mocha? Or um, a specific jump if you liked? Or? At Boondocks was, DMC was sick. I mean, I love that line. That wasn't a big line that on was the line. outside. That was the one with the shark fin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He jumped across. Yeah. Yes. You like that hook jump? Yeah, the hook jump was that so was fun. Awesome. That's got to be the longest shark fin I've ever seen. Like, the gap from the shark fin. It's pretty pretty long. It, I mean, it, it wasn't it too nice, but... Long, maybe it's, short. it's probably yeah, almost 20 feet. You could jump Jeez. it further. You know, like, yeah, it, it was pretty long. Yeah. But then at, at Panamoka, probably um, White Snake. Yeah. I don't know. Every line there was awesome at Panama. Yeah. I really missed that place. Um, what was that? Relit the fire yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, Panama? Yeah. Yeah. The place was, gee, the locals were I, amazing. Like, it was just like, always a good time. Yeah. Amazing time. Those dudes did so much work. I don't even see how it's fathomable with a full time job. And, yeah. Like, they had a hundred jumps plus. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of jumps. <laughs> and ninety percent of them ran. Yeah, they and keep digging there though. Man, they're, they're yeah, solid they're digging dudes. They just, really? Yeah. yeah, man. This is like version five point oh. Oh my gosh. Dude, just, yeah, this is the third time they're digging now. He's got three or fourth. Like, kids and like still makes time like a full career and still makes time to get out to the woods. Sunrise. He's out there six in the morning. Yeah, dude. Just a few hours. Crazy. The dudes. Inspiration. Just have a place to ride. Oh hell yeah! That's an dude's an inspiration for sure. That's awesome. Mad Mike, you said. Um, Mike digs there as well, and Mike fucking puts in just as much work. But Matt, Matt Amoka. Oh, he's, he's okay. one of the. Uh, he built original, peanuts at original Panamoka. Uh, Panamoka diggers, but he just a set of woods is just I don't know, the dirt there is amazing. Yeah. Which is probably hard to find. My island, right? Yeah. Closest thing to that caddy dirt we would have, I would say, up here on the island, probably with some other. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So that's the questions. Uh, cool. I'll ask Kenny first. Kenny, any any acknowledgments or things coming up? Anything you want to talk about? Anything? Anything? Um, very. Uh, you know, thankful to be sitting here talking with you, my best man, Russ. Just want to. Uh, keep pushing you know i got a a new career like i said with real estate and i'm excited for uh the future and and everything that it holds for us so and uh, i just want to thank everyone all my family friends everyone that's been there for me and you know i have a great support system so it's been uh it's been quite the journey yeah but, absolutely and thank you joe most of all thank yeah. you i what? appreciate oh yeah man all Love of the you. all of the conversation yeah. Definitely. It's been amazing. But you rest, buddy. You got a little bit of, um, a bit of stuff. No, just, yeah, thanks to you know, thanks to you for doing this. Uh, to Robbie for doing everything over the past ten plus years. Thanks to all the dudes at Colt for letting me be part of the crew and you know having that family and feel special to be involved with it still even if you know not fully being it fully being there all the time and on the trips and stuff but still let me be a part of it um that feels 
super cool. Thanks to uh, my parents and every, you know, all my family and friends and all the locals at the trails for all the hard work. Everyone in New York, you know, all the riders, Andrew York for holding it down at the Meserol shop, giving kids a place to meet up, you know. He does a lot for uh, for all the kids, just giving them opportunities, throwing different jams. It's not easy when you you know you know throwing these jams. It's 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 a lot of work, and yeah. you get a lot of kids who might not realize it at the time, but uh, it means a lot for them, you know, having something to look forward to. So yeah, thanks to all you guys for making it happen and and just keeping BMX alive, you know. Thank you. It's all about. Thank you, Thank you, Thank all you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And and they'll, uh, they'll love hearing about you too, for sure. Awesome. Things they may not know or have known, it's it's always good stuff. I yeah. mean, it's like a, uh, I call it like an oral history project for me, you know. It's like just document all these stories, get all this stuff together. Yeah. And... It's always, well, <laughs> however long the internet's good for it, I don't know. It's going to be there for people to, to reflect oh, yeah. back on and know what your story is. And, you know, Russ, and your story, Kenny, and yeah. Sean and Brian chiming in. I appreciate that. And, oh, yeah, of course. But, Thank um, you. It's, it's a process that I, I really, truly love because it's uh, how else can you hear these kind of stories besides to interact with people? And I, I hope more people do it. I, there are other people doing it. I just I hope more people start doing it. You know, it's just get involved somehow, whether it be with this or or, or building trails or or whatever. Even if it's just showing up at a jam, you know, or starting your own mini jam, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just there's so much. Just make it happen. Yeah, there's so much everyone can give, and then uh, the Rhode Island guys do a good job with that, like the Roger Williams pump track. Mm, yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Everyone getting together up there, and there's been some real big crowds up there you see on Instagram. And it's, it's there's been a boost lately for sure, and I hope it just keeps New up. New England in general, oh, East, everybody, it's just yeah, yeah. The Beck Court's up there. There's a lot going on. A lot of people doing a lot yeah. of good things. Yeah, Vic and Kara, huge shout out to you guys. I know you yeah. listen to these every week. You know, you guys are holding it down for Rhode Island and Cody yeah, yeah. and Seth and. Just in, in the women that are helping them, uh, you know, just oh, it's crazy. I think we're in a good place. You know, we're in a good place. A lot of people are working hard at it, but uh, getting the stories out, I'm, I appreciate you, you both trusting me with this and <laughs> doing something fun and different. And uh, wherever it goes, it goes. But people got to hear a little bit about both your stories. Definitely. So uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Appreciate we'll wrap you. on that, guys. Awesome. Cool. All Thanks, right. everyone, for Thank listening. You. Yeah. I'll go shred. You want to go surfing now? And it's a little <laughs> dark, but we could probably find something. Then you got any spotlights for us? Put, put a couple 500 <laughs> lumens out there or something. All the candle watch, 500,000 candles. Oh, hell yeah.